Now broadcasting live via Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad I didn't get you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bang Broadcast, episode number 107. Your first podcast of the new year. Happy 2012, everybody. If you care about that kind of stuff, which I don't. And who are you? I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three segments. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Yeah, Next, we oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, 107 I episodes. I don't know. I, I completely forgot to, to look up a book for this. Uh, well, I didn't look up for our second segment, segment, which is the books we're looking, looking, looking forward to coming out January 4th. 2012. 2012. Is the list. And then we followed up with our rotating uh, weekly main topic. This week, uh, we're taking a look back at 2011. Uh, we're going to be looking at our favorite movies, favorite comic books, favorite video games, and um, yeah. some other stuff. Yeah. You know. That fall into those categories, mostly the comic books. And, and maybe we will crown a winner from the 2011 Death Pool. Yay! I don't want to give it away, but boo. <laughs> I think it was great. <laughs> but the, I'm so glad they died. That's horrible. I know, right? That is something so bad. We we should drink a toast to those <laughs> that have passed. We should, or at least we should drink to just drink. Bless. Right, John? That's what we do. And we, I'm starting out a new year, and I said, all right, I'm going to give Sam Adams a chance, because I usually don't prefer anything from Sam Adams. And, somebody, and I'm going to be yelling at the microphone. And right. some, somehow you're from the South now. I, I don't. Uh, and we have their Tasman Red um, Red IPA. Have you guys taken a sip? I, sip? I have taken a sip, and man, this hits you hard on the tongue. It just has its way with your tongue. It is so. Uh, it is strong. It's very, like, Grape? very that just like hit of bitter. Yeah, I yeah, get a lot of grapefruit. A lot of grapefruit, kind of that pine. Mm-hmm. Pine off the map, um, but definitely meaty, lingering with the grapefruit. Yeah. Unlike that Santa Nevada, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, where that, it was yeah. all pine. Yeah, blew all away. I don't like this. I mean, it's very, is, it is very strong. It's very high on the uh-huh. on that grapefruit, and it's got like a like a malt to it too. Mm. I'm not getting much. Money. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm really not getting too much. Money. I'm getting some. Like I'm. Hmm. Yeah. No. No, I'm getting all the grapefruit. Yeah, I'm just getting that. It's um, like, man, I just bit into a grapefruit from the outside. Yep. I'm just like. See, I'm not pure getting this. I'm yeah. not getting overly. You're not getting an overly, overly amount of that. I'm sorry. I was like really trying to focus on my mouth. Well, Focus on. You don't. I don't even have to focus on it. It's as soon as I like yeah, take a it's, sip. It's I, know, I was drinking IPAs like a madman yesterday. Ooh, like a madman. I, was, I had some mojos and some flower powers. Yeah, this is much harsher than all yeah. those. Yeah, this is uh, quite a step up. If you're like uh, flower powers or pansies, yeah, then, then go ahead. Yeah, uh, this would be a good one. I don't mind it. It is, but it's a very strong IPA. It's, but it's not bad. It's. No. That grapefruity, citrusy kind of IPA that I enjoy. Six point seven five on the alcohol. Mm-hmm. 
See, I don't know. Like that's number one. I'm gonna start going a little bit slower with it and just like yeah. sip it a little bit more instead of just like hitting it because I just get way too much of that bitterness to just like enjoy it. It's almost like if you drink like cold coffee, like you get that bitter from like that yeah. that coffee. Hmm. Not like coffee flavor, but this that bitter. Yeah. yeah, from reheating coffee after a day. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. But, uh, man. It just dries my mouth out, and the only thing I have to drink mouth. is this. Really? You're not getting yeah. it? Paul, are you? Yeah, it's a little dry, but not as bad as that happy with that Serenade Vada Christmas ale. Yeah. See, I would say that that was, yeah, that was way worse than this. Mm-hmm. I really, I like, I enjoy it. Like, and it's it falls in the middle of the uh, of flower power in that one. It's just you're, you're saying it's a happy medium, Goldilocks, and uh, it's cool. I don't know if I'd want to drink a whole pint of this. No, I, I feel like I took too much. I took just it was a like a half pint. Punch, yeah. No, I took a quarter. And pint. it's a it's a bigger bottle. Well, it's a full. It's a one pint, six fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. The standard. Of the bigger bottles, you can yeah. that thing on myself. Is there a name for them? For this kind of, that size bottle? Like, I know a growler is, like, what, four pints? Like, or, yeah, like, three and a half pints to four pints, right? As a growler. And then you've got a handle, which is more than that, right? You can get a handle of beer. But, uh, yeah. I just want to finish this, but I don't want to drink more of it. <laughs> Spoken like a true alcoholic. Yeah. Basically. We won't just give it to John to finish. Well, yeah, I, I didn't realize I could have done that. Yeah, there you go, John. Enjoy. There you go. Hey, thank you for clearing that out. So, uh, yours, yours tastes different than my glass. Did you rinse it properly? Did I did. I, I rinsed my glass out. Yeah, I rinsed mine too. We drank juice earlier. and There was juice in it. Maybe, maybe you didn't rinse your glass enough. I yeah. still had a little water in it. Maybe that's what did it. Mild it? Uh, watered it down a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Craziness. This is craziness. Don't look at my list. You know what else is crazy? What? The news that happened. Yes. This... It is crazy. I don't know what news happened. I have no news. I have either. no news as well. Well, it is our look back episode. Yeah. So I thought we were just going to talk about the biggest news that has happened in 2012. And... Stan Lee's still alive. <laughs> yes. He still his birthday, uh... Last week, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like 86, 87 now? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Old man. I hope I live that long. I hope... That I hope I still have a career yeah. at that age, because he's doing what he loves. And he gets paid for it, which yeah. is amazing. It is true. It is true. And people still go up to him and like want him to, want his name on things. Like oh, the yeah. studios this year wanted his name on stuff. Well, actually, did you hear... Um, this is kind of news related. The company, I think we might have talked about it too, I can't remember, but um, the company that was doing that Guardian project uh-huh. for the that, NHL for the NHL last year is saying like they posted a loss because of Stanley. Yeah, on that, well that Guardian project sucked. Yeah, there was nothing really that great about it. Yeah, it, and that happened this year because the NHL All-Star game happened in 2011. Yeah. And man, everything was... Well, he was an environmental scientist that was studying the effects of hydroelectricity, and due to an accident, he could control water and form him into swords, and that's how he became the saber. <laughs> that's what? exactly what it was, too. He was an environmental scientist studying the great wildebeest, and upon his 
attacked by a grizzly bear. He was mutated and became half man, half bear, and he became the brewing. What? That doesn't make any sense, Stanley. What? What? Why are you? The designs of them were all hideous. Yeah, whoever yeah. did the art stuff for that yeah. kind of sucked. Yeah, it's true. It did. I mean, you can't blame Stanley too much because I mean, he, he's making up characters based on the team's logo. Like, yeah. what? What more do you want? Well, you could just like it's Saber Man. He's a saber tooth tiger who's got saber swords, and he's gonna chop you in half. Well, the saber tooth tiger he did for the Nashville Predators. Yeah, there's the Predators. Because they found a skeleton of a saber-toothed tiger in Nashville, or outside of Nashville. Uh, that was exciting for Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> biggest news out of Nashville. But uh, I, I think the biggest news, is, of course, was the DC relaunch. It was! Yeah, it was huge. We did have how many episodes devoted to the DC relaunch, and we will probably have episodes devoted to it again in 2012. You have to. It's. I mean, it, it is. It's really big news. And I mean, all, the other thing is, it's not something that was announced. Mm-hmm. And you, a lot of times, they announce something and there's a build up, and you're waiting mm-hmm. for it to happen. It was kind of like, oh hey yeah, in a couple months, this is what's happening. Three months. <laughs> in you know? Three months. This and is... and total relaunch and total wiping the clay, the slate clear mm-hmm. of years of comic book history. Now, here's the question I pose to you guys. If Marvel was to do the exact same thing, relaunch everything, new okay. continuity, number ones, they would, did. would you be... Well, the Ultimates. Yeah, but I'm talking like Marvel Universe proper, just like DC did. Is, this some, like, is that something you would I, pick up? Do you think we as a Bangmore cast would? I think we would. Just uh, to, to do it. Because we kind of did with the X-Men relaunch, yeah. kind of like what they did with the uh, schism and then the relaunches of both Uncanny X-Men uh, going to a number one and also Wolverine and the X-Men yeah. being relaunched. And I know other books will be getting new number ones also. Uh, and also, like, the Avengers. Remember the Brian McBendis? Like, the Avengers disassembled to, you know, the new Avengers. See, was basically a relaunch of the Avengers. That's a whole new... And same thing, everything out of House of M. Mm-hmm. You know, That's with kind of a yeah. losing X-Men and having them now be in this world without any mutants. Yeah. I think that they do it, but they do it without it making... No, they they do it more like yeah. with branches. Yeah. yeah. It's like, branches. okay, X-Men, like Avengers. You know? Like, I mean, I'm talking yeah, like everything straight fresh. Well, I'm saying we would probably cover it because we have talked about it. And those were the books that got us excited for Marvel back in the day. Yeah. You know? Those relaunches. And honestly, when it seemed cool, up until you realized New Avengers number one, there was the whole thing about, oh yeah, the scrolls are going to attack, and it's been there, but it took three years for it to actually happen and play out. You know? Yeah. See, I don't like. I don't think Marvel has to do that because they <laughs> they do it already. You know. I think they do need to do that with everything. Like we were talking about DC not really needing to do it because they did it so many times before. Infinite Crisis, you know, the Superboy punching the wall, yeah. uh, Flash, you know. Uh, I think Marvel just needs to do something to reinvigorate it. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know, like their entire line. Don't care too much about it. And like, when they do something like the X-Men stuff, it's like, cool. Uh-huh. And then they, isn't it? Bless you. They put shitty artists on the book that I want to read and I don't buy it. Which book? That was, um, 
the, the uncanny, uncanny one with Brigland coming back on. Brigland coming back in. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed Wolverine and the X Men more, and that is saying something because I hate Wolverine. And it's, it's a book that I wanted to, to buy, but I felt like if I was buying one X Men book, I should buy the other one. I don't feel that way. See, that's just me. I just need one X Men book. I have and that X Factor. <laughs> I have that collector's thing, like because I want to see what's happening with the other side. You know, mm-hmm. I want the blue and the gold teams. Yeah. No, I agree, but I neither one of ones that I you don't have to pick up an issue. Like if I I could pick them up and trade, and I think I'd be still really happy with it. You don't have that with uh, Justice League, though. You don't pick up all the Justice League books. You don't pick up International and Justice League proper, and Justice no. League Dark. True. But I think I think at some aspect that those books are all they're self-contained in their own kind of world, right. where the two X Men books are. The team just split, and they've become two different things, and here is what they're doing. You know, this is what Scott's doing with his team, and this is what Logan's doing with his, where you want to see how they're going to differ and how their plans work separately from the others, and when are they going to cross over, or when are they going to have that moment where somebody on their team's going to be like, I wish... I wish I'd gone with Wolverine. I don't try. I don't trust you anymore. I don't like what you're doing, or vice versa. Of like, I can't teach here. I can't do this. You shouldn't be doing this. I, I've got to go back to Scott. Mm-hmm. Like those are interesting moments of those characters, and I think they're actually doing something where it is interesting in the X Men universe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm an X Men fan to the point of I grew up watching the cartoon, right. reading the books here or there, mm-hmm. and having Chris throw me a storyline here or there in the book saying this is pretty good. But I'm not an X-Men fan. I'm right. not an X-Men comic book fan. And this is something that actually would get me to want to read it if it's picking up an issue. Nah, not really. Maybe if Chris is, maybe reading them. Mm-hmm. But I could wait for trades. But it is interesting, and I would want to read it. So, Chris, yes. uh, right now I'm picking up Wolverine and the X-Men. Yes. And you can't stand Greg Land. I cannot you? stand Greg Land. I will pick up Uncanny if you want to start picking up Wolverine. I, and then I, we can switch off. I'm okay with doing that, actually. Okay, cool. That, that way, yeah. So I'm only willing to pay for one X-Men book. I, I would pay for two, but not with Greg Land. I will read it, but yeah. Okay, I like this idea. Yeah. All right. Have you picked up? And any I will reap the benefits of both. You can read both of them. Um, have you picked up any more of the uh, Wolverine, Wolverine yes. stuff? Okay, because I haven't read any besides the first one. Okay, I I think I have both two and three. I might have missed two, but I know I have three. Okay. Um, but you know, like we're talking about does Marvel have to do something? More than likely, because of their sales numbers that have come out after the New Fifty Two, with DC getting as much as sixty seven percent. Uh, share of the market uh, during, I think, was it November? Yeah. It, I might be a little bit off with that number because they change, you know, as things get returned. But, yeah, uh, DC, it's been quite a boom. Like, they, they've them. closed the gap a little bit, though, because I know yeah. it was like a bigger, like, break between the two companies, but, yeah, I mean, DC's still kind of running it. Yeah, they're still number one. Which, I mean, you know, yeah, that's good. I mean, there's some crappy books at DC, but I'm glad that it did give enough of a boost mm-hmm. that it's kind of shaking some stuff up. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it's not just a Marvel versus DC thing, that the sales numbers for comics overall from this year to last year have actually increased. Well, that's like, good. 2011, uh, after the new 52, has been a better year overall for comics than 
2010 was. And 2011 was a big down year. Like, it, Marvel and DC were not selling that, that same number of books. And, uh, it's, you know, you gotta, you know, for, even for the independents to succeed, you kind of need people going in. and You need people going into shops. Yeah. And the way to get people into shops is by having those big two come yeah. out with big books and big events. And I think it's worked. Is there any other big news stories that you think you should talk about cover? The announcement of Borderlands 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I love that game. And I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first Borderlands. I'm looking forward to the second one. Paul, yeah. you didn't play it at all, did you? Yeah, I would think that looking forward to a game in 2012 might be something we would talk about <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> but, Just saying, the, the news of it. The news. The news. The news. The news. It shook you to the core. It did. Yes. More of that, please. Yes. It's all Steve Jobs. Steve he Jobs. He died. That was big. Big for geeks uh, of the world. I don't know. I know if Scott was here, producer Scott yeah. was here, I think we would have a bigger topic and a bigger range. Because uh, he is an Apple nerd. Yeah. And I think if that was here, maybe also... Uh, friend of the show, Ed. but yeah, that was huge news. Uh, I, I will see what the effects are. Hey, we produce this show and we put it on iTunes, so yeah. most people probably listen to it on their iDevice. So, no, it, it was huge news, and it was sad. I agree. Too bad. Uh, too bad it, nobody picked him on our death poll. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, and that's that's, that's probably news. That that, that, that figures in yeah. the news. Yeah. Uh, so, who did you pick again, Chris? I honestly don't remember. I, I think I said Angela Lansbury because we picked two. Uh huh. And I can't remember who the second one was. Wasn't it who picked the wrestler? I did. You did. I was so close. Yeah. I picked Hulk Hogan, and I should have picked Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. And I also picked uh, what's her name from The Girl Next Door, and also Kendra. Kendra. So, oh, Kendra so, Wilkinson. Yes. Yeah, because you know. I figured she just accidentally wrapped her car around a pole or something. Like Mushroom Man did? (laughs) (laughs) See, I I had the idea. The picture in my mind. Wrestler and car accident. I just didn't put them together. Here's the crazy thing. I picked Michael Douglas, who was, like, dying of cancer. Mm -hmm. Nope, he's fine. Amy Winehouse, though? Dead. Which was a last-minute change. I know! (laughs) It so was. I'm a winner. You did win. Who I think we who? all won because she wasn't good. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I never liked her. And uh, this means that Chris and I will have to uh, uh, man up and do a tilt bet again. I have, which I have no problem with. <laughs> I, we Paul, know that Paul I have does. a problem with. We, we, can, we can only hope that Paul throws up again. Yes. Hope. What it's we should gar- do, basically guaranteed. What we should do is make sure that he drinks normally, and then be like, "Oh yeah, and remember the tilt." <laughs> and oh. then force you to do it at the end. Oh, oh. Hey, oh. the fans won't be there to enjoy it at the no, end no. of the show. It'll be on the show. <laughs> It'll be on the show. <laughs> it will be there. But guys, look forward to us picking our next batch of uh, winners, losers, in our death pool in our next episode, where we'll be doing our 2012 look ahead. And speaking of looking ahead, let's look ahead to next week and pick our books for the list. Yay, comic books. Yay. Did you need to pause here? No, I'm good. Yay, I'm good. I'm good, too. 
So Chris, if you're so good, why I'm I'm so good. I'm great because I'm gonna say the book I'm picking. I'm really looking forward to because mm-hmm. I always have. Every time it comes out, it's Huntress number five four, or five. Yeah, you're right, five, five. From DC Comics. Like, uh, oh, I wonder if Chris is gonna pick this. Of course, I mean, wrote it down. I you just want. You should have just. I see it right on there. It's like a paper. I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who. <laughs> I'll just held up a blank piece of paper. Um, I've been enjoying this book. Um, I've never really enjoyed Paul Levitz as a writer until now. Right. Um, could be because I've just read stuff sporadically here and there, like his Legion the, crap. Yeah, done Legion um, for the past, like, forever years. But it's it's great. Marcus Toast still knocking it out of the park on art. And it's really cool. And until they come out with Avengers Children's Crusade number six or seven or whatever they're up to now, I can't pick another Marvel book. So... <laughs> Huntress. Not even Captain America or Daredevil? Possibly Daredevil, but I don't know. Every time I go look at Marvel's shipping list, yeah. that's the one book that I'm looking for is Children's Crusade because I want to I wanna see that. I think it's they're up to seven or eight. Yeah, it came out so bizarrely. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. There's only supposed to be nine of them, and yeah. I don't know. When, I'm just waiting for trades on that. Yeah, now. I'm probably going to have to go back and just buy all the other Avengers, Young Avengers books <laughs> so I can uh, reread them until it comes out. But Paul, how about you? You know how we were talking about X-Men books being relaunched? Yes, you And did. how I said that I would only buy one X-Men book? Yes, you did. Well, I'm going to clarify. X, X-Force, Uncanny X-Force, I've heard great things about uh, being written by Rick Remender. Yeah. Unfortunately, Marvel.com does not list the writers, sorry, the creators on their website. Yeah, that sucks. I hate how I know. do that. So there's going to be an X, X-Force number one coming out. Is it being written by Rick Remender? It's a relaunch of the title. I know he just finished up his uh, basically uh, Archangel kind of storyline, which I heard great things about. Very excited to pick up uh, this book. But I'm not sure if it's actually that book or if it's something completely different because this is also dealing with the Age of Apocalypse, which he was dealing with in the run that he was doing before. So if Uncanny X-Force number one is written by Rick Remender, I'm picking that book up. And if it's not... Then, what's your, what's your pick? Action Comics number five. Oh, that's a very good book. It's delicious. And uh, I'm going to be picking up a favorite of mine, and that's Eric Powell's The Goon. Number what? 30s. He's back? Yep, he's been back. I think he's on like uh, every other month he puts out an issue because he writes and draws everything himself. <laughs> um, and number 37's coming out, and it sounds fun. And uh, as always. I thought the Goon was doing the same thing like Mike Mignola was doing with uh, Hellboy, where it was just a bunch of... He would release miniseries. He would come out and just do um, one, two, three, four. I, he, he kind of made... He, he kind of really ended the big overall storyline that was the Goon, and now uh-huh. he's just basically doing like fun issues. Like He put out okay. him, um, the Goon, and um, the detective from Criminal Macabre. They had a story together. Oh. Um, he had uh, the guy who wrote, um, was it Milk and Cheese? He came in, he wrote, he wrote an issue. Like oh. He's just doing fun things now with different writers and just telling fun stories. Cool. And yeah, they've, they've been a blast. Cool. I enjoy his sense of humor. So and I love the art. So they're not one-shots or they are one-shots? Kind of, yeah. I, I think... At this point, there's not been anything that, like, oh, in three episode, three issues down, uh-huh. that character might pop up again just because they're fun, mm-hmm. but no overwhelming huge story arcs. Just fun, 
standalone thing. It's weird that it would be number 37 then. Like, I know what help they're doing with Hellboy is, like, the Cinco de Mayo issue. It was just a standalone. It was Hellboy and something. Like yeah, those Hellboy and Cinco de Mayo or something. Those, those, the, the vampire, the Spanish vampire yeah. hunters, the Lucha Libres. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just surprised that he wouldn't take that oh. kind of marketing approach. Mm, I, I think people just want those issues, and he just wants to just keep going with it as mm. a series. Um, who knows if he's got a big story arc coming up. Who knows? Yeah. He does. I don't. He I does. don't. I don't know about this beer that we're about to drink either. Uh, I don't know either. And we have The Third Voyage, another Sam Adams double IPA this time, same size bottle, um, and they're going, they're bringing different regions of um, hops, and you're going to be looking for a citrusy, earthy, and full of bold character IPA. And um, I don't like it. See, I, I like this more than the uh, Tasman Red. Like, See, I would take the Tasman Red over this. I, I get that... A little bit of that grapefruity, bitterness, citrusy. Um, I do get that kind of earth. Earthy kind yeah. of, yeah, the other hop flavors in it. This is definitely a more well-rounded. Like, you definitely feel like there's more than just one kind of hoppy flavor going on in it. Yeah, but um, it's, a, it's definitely, it, it does have some character. It does. I have. don't like how it sits on my tongue, and it makes me real, um, it makes me salivate a lot. Mm-hmm. It's puckery. I don't know. I, I prefer this. I, mean, it's like, so, I just feel it like on the back of my throat. Yeah, a little earwaxiness. Yeah, like, like that it's bitter. Like, it's like that bitter. bitter. I don't know. I, I really enjoy this one a lot. I like your drawing, guys. It's me and Doctor Who. Oh, I thought it was Tintin and Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. It's, it's Chris Roy and Doctor Who. It is. It is. It's a very short Christopher Roy. I'm standing in the background. Oh, okay. <laughs> Weird that we just talked about the uh, picture that Chris is drawing real quick. It's a great picture. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he's he's got Doctor Who, he's got the 3D glasses on. He's got a Sonic screwdriver, you can tell, because it's got little lightning bolts coming out, and they all say Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. Oh, okay, cool. Kind of read it from over here, and he's wearing the pinstripes. Yeah. Pinstripes suit. His hair should be just a little bigger. That's my only thing. It's the David Tennant. I know, yeah. but it should just be, I think it should be up a but little bit But you can more. tell who it is. Yes. Exactly. Because of the pinstripes. Favorite stripes. Exactly. Favorite who? It's my, he's my favorite who, really? too. Yeah. Wow. Tenant. Better than Baker? Yeah. Kevin Baker? Kyle Baker? Kyle. Um, I haven't watched any of the uh, old school. Older I can't ones. think of it now. It's yeah. Good as Baker. But I have them on my Netflix too. I'll watch them eventually. The guy with the scarf. Yes. That starts off in English measurement stripes and then ends up in metric measurement stripes. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Doctor Who. Oh no. 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 We're not doing our favorite television series from 2011. No. We're essentially a comic book nerd podcast. We are. And maybe we should have, but I don't watch enough TV. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. No. Yeah. Even though Sherlock wouldn't make the list. Sherlock? Sherlock was definitely really See, I haven't watched any of that yet. I haven't. It's on my Netflix. I haven't seen enough Matt Smith, uh, Doctor Who, to say it. He's good, but there's something. Tenet just nails it. Yeah. I agree. So if you're looking for TV talk, this is kind of what we got. You know, of course, Parks this is kind of what we got. Yes, yeah, this is all we got. Right Parks and Rec, uh, a yeah. series that, you, that we found out and about about in 2011 mm-hmm. is um, Misfits. Misfits is great. That's a great TV series from the BBC. Mm-hmm. Check it out. What, don't play me. 
Ah, it's not pointing. It just start, came out on Hulu Plus here in the States. So. Yes, and yeah. they're starting to uh, deliver us episodes from season three as well. Oh, not deliver you from evil, but deliver you season three. Episodes. Yes. Very cool. So there's our TV talk. We brought it. So what we do every year is we all write down three... Uh, Three of the top movies. Is that what we do every year? Yeah. Well, video games, we did... The first year, we did the bracket. Just real quick. Uh, but we didn't play any of the games. Like, most of the games on that bracket. Yeah, yeah there's a year. lot of, like, what we would like to play. Yeah. We wish we played. We can still talk about those things. But, uh... Movies. We write down our top three movies. Our top three video games. And our top three ongoing comic book series. And, uh... First, the number one gets three points for being picked. Number two gets two points. Number three gets one point. Whichever, so if there's doubles, each of them on the list, you know, they add up to more points and we'll be crowned. We'll, we'll come up with the top five video game, movie, and comic book series of 2011. Because I don't think we'll all have the same three on each one. I think there might be some crossover. I think there's going to be some I, crossover. I think there will be some. And if we, you know, it might add to discussion to be like, okay, guys, what would we put as number five? I'll be surprised if we don't have a four at least. If all, if all three slots are exactly the same for all three of us. Before it was easier to come up with top five with yeah. producer Scott, but yeah, we got this. Yeah, we so can, we can do it. So what do we want to start off with? I think we should keep the comic books last because then we can go into our favorite issue and then our favorite yeah. uh, right. cover. Movies, then? Movies? Yeah, let's movies. do movies. Let's do, let's go movies. Paul, you're the man with the plan and the pen in hand. Well, I was going to write down, like, the points. I yeah. am. So well, let's start with let's, number let's, three. Let's start with you. Let's start with number three, and I'm going to go Captain America as my number three okay. of the year. Uh, I thought it was the strongest of all the comic book uh, adaptations. I'm giving a little spoilers. No other comic book uh, movies made my list. Uh, I thought it was uh, funny at parts. I thought the action was a lot of fun. The montage actually felt, you know, substantial enough, mm-hmm. even though it was just a montage. And I really enjoyed, uh, what's his name, as Captain Chris America? Evans? Chris Evans. I, I really liked him, and too. And also had Stanley Tucci in it. Which That's true. always gives it points. I, I really enjoyed Captain America. I thought about putting it on my list. <laughs> Spoilers, this means I didn't. I know. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, probably my favorite comic book movie of the year, too. I mean, it was right up there with Thor, like... Very solid. I do think I like Thor better than mm-hmm. Captain America. I, I think we've, we've talked enough yeah. about how we, our views yeah. of, of those. Um, we did a review of Captain America. I would I would go back. I would like to go back and watch it again to mm-hmm. see if I have a different. I walk out feeling differently about it. Yeah, you didn't like the USS the OSS kind of stuff. I thought it the, just I. The there was just in. a lot for the movie that uh-huh. I just wasn't sold on. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it at that. Um, but my number three, I'm gonna go Bridesmaids. Wow. Um, I thought it was it was hysterical. Um, I think it was the best comedy that uh, I saw this year, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm gonna go with that. I think it's way better than the Hangover, the yeah, Hangover yeah. One, Hangover Two. Those a lot of the comedies that came out this year, yeah. horrible. Um, what was that? Um, the one with Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. The oh, change-up. Change up. Change up. Didn't I, even go. I couldn't even sit through that movie. I shut it off. Half, like, not even halfway through. Three movie passes. 
couldn't even tell me what I I, I, I kind of wanted to see that just because I like Jason Bateman, but I I, I, I did too, and it was it was appalling how it horrible looked, it was. It looked really bad. And then like uh, the one about killing their bosses, like there horrible wasn't bosses. Yeah. there wasn't any good comedy movies except for this. <laughs> it is an honorable mention for me. Hmm. Didn't make my list, but I would be willing if we don't have. A four or five slot, I'm willing to put it as four or five. Honorable mention, uh, which I know is going to be on your list, Adjustment Bureau. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, John, I'm going to disagree with you because there was a comedy movie that I really enjoyed and put it as my number three. I'm going with Paul. Not Paul McGowan from yep. Bag and Board. I'm going with Paul. I totally forgot Sorry, about Yeah, Paul. Simon Pegg and uh, Paul Nick was, Frost. Paul was overlooked. Yeah, not by me because I put it on my list. That's one. Um, it had everything I wanted from a Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movie. Um, I don't like Seth Rogen, but I enjoyed him as the voice of the alien. Um, it had Jason Bateman in it. <laughs> so there you go. Hopefully he can, you can, uh, he can redeem himself in your eyes now because now you remember Paul. I, I do. Um, Paul, was, Paul was great. It was fun. It had a lot of heart. I saw it twice in the theaters. My mom, I saw it with her. She really enjoyed it too. I saw it twice in the theaters as well. Yeah. One of the only movies I did see twice this year. Um, yeah, one of a couple I saw twice, but yeah. What, what? And Paul refused to see and it. Paul did I, not see it. I have not oh. seen it. It's an updated ET. I know. Done by nerds. I, I will see it as soon as it hits Instant Watch. <laughs> as soon as it hits Instant Watch, Paul, I would like to come over and watch it with hey, you. Me too. We can definitely do a Paul night. Uh, I, I, I talked to that guy that I know. Yeah, that'd be good. Come up with a themed meal, or oh, we can have Reese's pieces. Oh man, everything peanut butter. I want to. Oh man, we I could mean, do a Thai peanut butter Thai like chickens. Sauce. Yeah, chicken, yeah. Chicken yeah. Chicken yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Stop looking at me saying yeah, John. I'm so excited. That's weird. But Paul, I, I thought we were going to snake it. Oh, we're going to snake it. Is this my go again? Snaking. snaking. All right, they're snaking. I'm going to go with another comedy Ooh. with heart. One of my favorite movies of the year, obviously, because it's yes, my, number, my number two. Um, I'm going with The Muppets. I love this movie. Uh, again, another one Paul has not seen. <laughs> um, it's not a movie a, I can go see alone. It had, it had we everything We told you we I would go with you. I would still go, Paul. I would it's still, still go. up in theaters. I would still go because this is my number one. Wow. Whoa. Just threw it out there. Just well, it I mean, out there. I, I figured yeah. this way we can both talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everything I wanted out of a Muppet movie. Could have just teased it. Me? You know what, Chris? I really love this movie. This is definitely a top movie for me. Yeah, I'm not lame, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's what I would do. So I, I guess I'm lame. I really <laughs> enjoy Jason Segel. I love Amy Adams. Um, fun. I, I, there's nothing bad I can say about this movie, and... It really is the movie that I was excited the most for seeing. Like, I thought I was excited for um, Green Lantern. When I finally was getting ready, it was a couple of days before, mm-hmm. I had a countdown going. It's like, I can't wait to see The Muppets. I saw it opening night. I, I just loved it so much. My dad was, like, trying to be jokey about it. And uh-huh. I, I had to turn to him and said, you're ruining this for me. And I totally just felt like a kid again watching The Muppets for the first mm-hmm. time. And I absolutely love this movie, and that's why I made it my number one, because no, I, nothing could compare to how I felt before, mm-hmm. during, and after that movie. Nothing can compare. So all the girls that have ever had sex with John, sorry, 
doesn't compare. No. Doesn't compare. Does not compare. They're, they're all frowning anyway, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> they say, yeah, the Muppets was better than money. Oh, sorry. Does that mean? Do you mean? Who's Lil' Meepaw? Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> going for more funny than me. <laughs> yeah, you over, should, you overshot it at me. Because you're never, you're never funny to begin oh. with. Oh. Funny or mean? That was a little mean. <laughs> that was mean. So I feel like I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> So, so you was, are playing. you already gave up your number one. So you gave up because you give it up easy. So yeah. So that that was your that was your discussion pick. So Paul, what was your number two? My right, number two, of course, is uh, John already mentioned it. It's the Adjustment Bureau. Uh, one of the only movies. It was actually the only movie I see saw in the theater more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Both times went for free. Mm-hmm. Once uh, because I got the free screening. And the other time, because uh, I took my dad to the free screening, and he's like, my dad also enjoyed it so much. Even though we sat, like, in the second row, and the first ten minutes, he's sitting there, because we, my dad, I kept on telling my dad, no, we have to be there, like, at least 45 minutes beforehand to get any kind of seat. Like, if, and he, you know, got busy and uh, showed up ten minutes beforehand, so we were lucky to even get a seat at these free screenings, and he was just like... Oh, I can't watch a movie like this. This is going to be horrible. This is not this experience. You know, I'm like, oh man. No matter how good this movie is, it's going to be ruined. We both walked out of there like so uplifted, like, and the movie hit every single punch. Like to us, like they would show us, uh, you know, six months later, and we would go, ah, oh, six months have passed. Uh, to sum up the movie, it's about this guy that that uh, finds a girl. And is told that he can never see see these this woman again, and for whatever reason he feels like he has a strong connection to and really wants to meet this girl again and actually spend the rest of his life with this woman. And it's all about him trying to get that girl, find that girl again through impossible odds because angels or the adjustment bureau is at, trying to make sure it doesn't happen. So it's that kind of one guy against impossible odds, which is like cake for my dad but he that is the story he loves like one guy impossible odds and it, he overcomes everything and, you know yeah. and uh, it's, it was just so much fun it, and Matt Damon was just great in it I like Matt Damon a lot yeah he, you know sometimes people give him shit for being Matt Damon yeah but I enjoy him and you know I, I buy him and from the Born Identity to this movie oh where it's, he's uh, great in Born yeah. Identity yeah. talented Mr. Ripley yeah. that. you know mm-hmm. he, he's a great actor and this is a this was number four Adjustment Bureau right there boom and uh, I have to say Emily Blunt was nice to look at she's yeah. adorable uh, and the guys the, the, the different oh, kind of character uh, actors Something who, Mackey uh, Anthony Mackey the guy that actually the uh, adjustment guy that was working the case yeah he was really good into yeah, it too. All, all the people who played the the, the agents of mm-hmm. the adjustment bureau um, all did a, a great job, and it, it was it was a fun movie. It was one. It's a great date movie. Oh yeah, it, but also science fiction, spiritual kind of fiction. It is based off a of Philip K. Dick uh, short story. I know a lot of people were saying this does not follow the adjustment team at all, which was the name of the short story. Uh, by Philip K. Dick because he's not this sentimental. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. Oh, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun um, of a movie. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked about it on a not episode, which probably yes, isn't you on did. anymore. Oh. It might be. I don't know. I think it was your first not not episode. Yeah. 
But yeah, definitely a good movie. Honorable mention on my part. Probably why I did the not episode, because I actually had a movie to talk about, news to talk about, <laughs> and, yeah. and probably some weird beer in the fridge or something. That's Adjustment Bureau basically gave birth to the not episode, so if you've enjoyed those, you owe it to yourself to watch Adjustment Bureau. Uh, so, John, you went with your number one. Go ahead with your number two. Uh, my number two is going to be Harry Potter and um, the Deathly Hollows Part 2. Are we all Chris? Uh, I'm Chris. Is that also your number one? That's my number one, course, obviously. <laughs> like, And that is also my number one. Yay! Yay! Because uh, it was a hell of a time. And that it, was, I, it was a lot of fun. I'm a Harry Potter nut. I think it's obvious at this point now to everyone that knows me and listens to the podcast. Um, this is the first year in eight years that we're not going to have a Harry Potter movie in theaters, and that's really sad for me because um, I always look forward to those. One of the movies that I always want to see. Um, not to say there's not stuff coming out this year that I'm uh-huh. looking forward to, which you'll be able to hear about next week in episode number 108. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's... Yeah, you know what? They always change stuff from the books, but I'm more than willing to look past all that. I don't like the stuff that they cut out because I want more of the story. Uh-huh. But just as it stands, like, this fantastic movie. I, I wish you knew somebody that has it on Blu-ray. Oh. I, I, I got it on Blu-ray. I got on Blu-ray. I don't have a Blu-ray player. Hey, you I can, do. You can totally borrow that Blu-ray disc. I'm gonna. Because I, I bought the combo pack because it was cheaper than just, you know... Because I figured, why not? If you I get the digital copy, too. Yeah, exactly. So if I ever do get the uh, a Blu-ray player, I have it. And it was only 14 bucks after Christmas. So. Yeah, yeah. Gift card. Gift card. It was probably the most fun, one of the most fun experiences that I've had in the movie theater. Uh, probably since the second X-Men movie. Really? What made it uh, like that fun of an experience for you? Just those moments where you, you just wanted to give up. Yeah, there's the long bottom. Like, those kind of moments. Like, every did, character see, had those hero moments that I just eat up. Now, when you're watching the movie, did you go, yeah, at any point? No, I didn't do it out loud, but I okay. probably did do the silent fist pump. Okay. Just that. And then John probably looked at me like, this guy's crazy. Me? Yeah. Well, I'd be too much focused on how great that movie is. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. I mean, heavy. But, in parts, yeah. But, man, from the first part one to the second one, so much more action, so much more. Yeah. You have a heist movie inside this movie. Yeah. With the whole uh, going in, breaking into mm-hmm. Gringotts. Gringotts. You have, you know, the pure action of the attack of... And finally, they do the, you know, an attack on Hogwarts all out. I know there were some stuff we really, like, left out, you know, this... But they did have spiders at least, right? Yeah, the spiders were there. Um, you don't see like werewolves and stuff, no. which I was looking, keeping mm-hmm. an eye out for. Um, you see some giants, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But, you know, like, oh man, there was supposed to be an attack on Hogwarts in uh, Half-Blood Prince. Didn't really happen. Yeah. Here we get a full-scale, like, wizard-on-wizard craziness. And when, uh, what's the, the red-headed mom... Oh, Mrs. when Mrs. Mom, Weasley yeah. says, not my daughter, how do you not put your fist, uh, your hand into a fist and be like, yeah. See, here's, uh, I wish that scene had just gone on a little bit yeah. longer. That's like my main complaint about that mm-hmm. part because I wanted more from that. Like, yeah, not just like a quick, like, oh, she's attacking my daughter. I want to like 
more like, no, it looks like Ginny's about to die, and then have Molly step in and just oh. like lay it down. Like an unforgivable curse. Yes, exactly. Which, is it, did they actually show that was one of the unforgivable curses in the movie? No, not really. Why not? But they didn't really play it up much in the book either. No. They, like... Heat of battle. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I loved it. Yeah. It, Number one. I mean, it made... Remember how I was like, I can't really decide if part one's any good because all the payoffs will happen in number two? Yeah. Well, luckily we got all the payoffs that I was looking for in part two <laughs> to make part one a good movie. <laughs> I mean, out of, out of all the movies that I've picked, this is the one that I've seen the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw it four times in theaters. Three of that in opening weekend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> God, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Three times on DVD so far. And I don't, I don't even own it. Like, what? So, yeah. Uh, I have yet to see this again on DVD. I haven't seen it again on DVD, but I think I, I only saw it once in theater, so I'm pretty sure maybe I saw it twice with Kate. Did I see it once with you guys and then once with Kate, or did Kate no, come? No, I just went with um, that lousy girl that I went out with over the summer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't remember who I've seen it with. Probably just with Kate then, the one time. but uh, Possibly. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I held off on buying the part one until <laughs> I could buy part two. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, what's the point? I, I don't really want to see, even though I just did with you, yeah. part <laughs> one, without watching part two. But uh, yeah, uh, so I think that, so we do have Harry Potter as our top movie of the year. I have no problem with that. Number two, The Muppets. Which I think that would have a higher standing if somebody saw it. Well, it would have. I, I still think it would have beat. I don't, Harry Potter, I don't think yeah. it would have beat Harry no. Potter, but I think it would have been a little higher. It could, can't get any higher. Than That's number, number two. two to Harry well, Potter. It would number more than a. It has no, five points versus. It eight should points. have at least six. six to but seven. That, that doesn't matter. Cause it'll still be number two. <laughs> yeah, it'll still be number two. Should have more points, all I'm saying. You're saying that there was something on five and six that shouldn't be on the list, basically. Uh, Adjustment Bureau, no matter what, is going to make my list. That has a number, that would be number three with two points. Uh, number four and five, three way tie between Captain America, Bridesmaids, and Paul. Hmm. So, what do we want to make number four and what do we want to make five? Uh, definitely Paul, because if I had remembered about Paul, Paul. I would have voted. So, for that's that. number four. So, that's number four. So five bridesmaids are Captain America. See, I didn't see bridesmaids. I'd like to. Um, uh-huh. I really enjoyed Captain America though. So and no, that one gets my vote. I I have seen bridesmaids twice. Uh, on second viewing, it doesn't hold up as well because the jokes are kind of like you meet them that one time, and they play really well that first time, and then that second time it's like yeah. I, I... Did you see Captain America twice? No. Did you go to see Bridesmaids again because you liked it so much the first time? Went to see it uh, the first time for free with the screening. And went to see it because it was at the drive-in. Mm. With the Hangover Part 2. So that first. was the main no. Hangover 2? You went just to see the Hangover Part 2? No, we're like, well, the Hangover we kind of we liked. So we might as well see the Hangover Part 2. And if it sucks, at least we get to see Bridesmaids again. But by the middle of Bridesmaids again, it was like, you know... 12.30 at night, and Kit and I were like... And you probably were just like, oh my gosh, we just sat through Hangover Part 2. Yeah. Is it time to go? And All the while, we were like, man, Bridesmaids is such a better movie than this. 
Yes. So, uh, Bridesmaids, number five, or Captain America? You make the call, Chris. Uh, see, I didn't see Bridesmaids. I unfit You've to seen both, call. Paul. I've seen both. I, since I put Captain America on my list over Bridesmaids, and I put Brides- it was the fight that I had already. I'm like, then put Captain one? America. I don't give a shit. Seemed like you did. I don't. Seems like you... Okay, so... I don't. I don't care. So we'll, <laughs> we'll go Captain America as number five. And uh, so we got one, two, three, four. So again, Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows, number one movie with the Bag and Board cast. Muppets, number two. Jessamine Bureau, number three. Paul is a solid number four. And Captain America is the fifth pick. We are ostensibly a comic book podcast. We are a comic book podcast. <laughs> for no, for Green Lantern not to make your list is really surprising for how much you, you like seem to enjoy coming out. I did. I did really like it. But I think, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed. I was looking for. I was looking for different kind of things. Mm-hmm. I had Muppets. I had Harry Potter, and I think Harry Potter. Like I looked for Mupp movies in the summer movie mm-hmm. bracket. Yeah. And that was the overall winner for me out of all those movies. And then I kind of went, what is my number one Muppets? And okay, what's my next? And I thought the next movie that could pop into my mind was Bridesmaids. And I was like, you know what? I did really like that. And I also thought Adjustment Bureau. uh, If if we had done four, I would have had Pirates on my list. Because I really enjoyed that. Like I liked the Pirates movies a lot. So that would have been on my honorable mention if we had done that. Mm -hmm. Would it would bridesmaids have lost out to Paul if he remembered Paul? Yes, I think so. So uh, okay, I don't. So think I, I, I feel I feel okay about bridesmaids being. It, yeah, it would have bridesmaids would have been number four. So it's it's on it's been mentioned honorably. Yes, yes, um, I think so. So video games, we've yes. played a lot of them this year. I think this is the year that we've played the most video games. Really, I think so. There's been a lot of stuff coming out. This is the most that I bought new more new games. Yeah. Probably uh, the, the video game industry got a lot of the bagging board cast money. <laughs> they, they really it certainly did. did. You know, it makes me feel like I should put a donate button on the website, but not really. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll figure out who should start this, huh? Get into our video games. Let's talk about our third beer, another Sam Ad- Ad- blah, blah, blah. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Uh, it's an... Ale aged in oak barrels. Um, I think this is the second time they've done this. Um, the first time um, was very, very small released. Um, I think you couldn't get it outside of Boston, really. Oh. Um, and now they have kind of done it and shipped it worldwide. They had done a um, oak aged um, cherry ale, oh, uh, cherry okay. lambic, basically, uh, which I really, really wanted to try, but you couldn't track it down and find it. Um, but now we have their uh, New World uh, Golden Triple with notes of spice and tropical fruit. They've gone very nautical this year. Yeah. yeah. 2011 was a nautical year for them um, because the two IPAs that we did, um, Talisman Red and Third Voyage, um, are, are are nautical themed. Yeah, um, labeling. Well, yeah, but uh, Tasman um, was a sailor. And then this one is the third voyage is based off of Jim Cook. Jim Cook's third mm. voyage from when we went to England to New Zealand. So, ten um, percent alcohol in this. Uh, again, it's it's one point 
9.4 fluid ounces. So it's just three more ounces than the smaller bottles. You definitely get that oak aginess off the uh, first sip. Like, as soon as you just, like, get it in your mouth. It has a strange scent. But you guys get on the road. You like it? Get it's up. like um, chloroseptic in my mouth. I think something's off with you, man. Yeah, it's like, really not. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My nose has been really stuck. Like, yeah, I, it's got to be throwing off. crazy head thing going I, on. I get like the spice. I get that mm-hmm. oak age. I get a little bit of the fruit. Yeah, I get a lot of fruit that lingers on the tongue. Um, yeah, like right in the middle of your tongue. Yeah. Um, the spice is a little plain. What is wrong? I, but, um, have I lost? I'm not getting much oak. But I'm somebody that buys, you know, hobo wines. You, you, you say, do buy the hobo wines. And when they say they're oaked, like, that's all you get. You feel like you're picking out splinters out of your mouth. So, see, like, maybe you, I killed my taste buds on over-oaking. When you go to drink it, just, like, kind of, like, slurp it in almost. Like, get some air in there with it. Yeah. And just, like, that first... Humble. Yeah. You just get that, like... I want to do that just because it's fun. You just, that's I how I get it. I choked myself on it. <laughs> I get the oak a lot more at the beginning there. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Hmm. I like this one. Power rankings? Ah, uh, power rankings. This is something from 2010. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I'd go the New World, Third Voyage, and then Tasman Red. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Tasman Red, Third Voyage, and then this one. I'm going to go New World, or the Old World? What is New this? World. New World. Okay. The New World, then Tasman Red, and then Third Voyage, in the order that we have it on the table. I really do enjoy this one. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's different, It's but it's not something... I'd re- it would have to be like the only craft beer on the list. It tastes similar to something else that we've had, and I just yeah. can't place it. Exactly. I remember if it was like the Trogues or something... Could have been a Trokes one. Um, but I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I liked? What? My number three on my video game pick. Okay. And that is going to be Batman Arkham wow. City. Um, there's not enough I could say about this game. All three games on this list are... I love them. Mm-hmm. I sat and I played crazy, crazy amounts of them this year. Um, but this one was just that one that... To me, at this point, um, the other games I put more time into it. The one I've gone back to play, second round, you know, mm-hmm. different version, different character, and um, but Arkham Arkham City was great. It had everything a comic book fan would want in a video game. I think it's the best comic book video game made mm-hmm. at this point, and. Uh, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved getting every single Riddler trophy, doing every single side mission, doing as much as I could in that game. I'm, you know, it was such. The, Arkham's Asylum was a good video game, and what they did with this one just made it better. Like the yeah. Riddler trophies, like instead of them just being kind of around and you having, you know, or in a, like a little cubby hole that you had to use one of your gadgets to get at. Like, they were actually kind of puzzly this time. Like, yeah. when you, when I told you, yeah, you kind of have to glide over it and then slam down for it to go up, like a, uh, like, test your strength kind of carnival game. Yeah. Like, those things were really fun to figure out. 
Or when we were like, dude, how do you do this? How do you do this? Yeah, how do you do it? No, you can't do it like that because when you hit the button, this happens. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I had to look online. I had to look online. Yeah. You know, you I had, had to it. zoom in on each one of yeah. them. Yeah. And it was it was those kind of things where it was some of those puzzles were so puzzling you had to go. They would keep me up at night. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. And then you know, Chris on his birthday gets a text from me that just says the Riddler is bullshit. <laughs> like they they've. Not only were the Riddler suicide, you know, uh, those rooms were awesome. I, I really the enjoyed rooms where you had to pick up the hostages, but the actual death traps. The t- I was kind of upset that there was only two, like the rooms that had like the three Riddler trophies in that were designed to be death traps, and you yeah. had to use all your gadgets yeah. in order to survive. I like I like that. I wish I had done more of those. Yeah, but yeah, um, like, this, those were the things. Sort of this thing. was actually cool. my number two pick, um, okay. Arkham City. I really liked it. Oh, it's one of the best games of 2011, if not the uh, best. Yeah, at least, no, at least number three. <laughs> <laughs> at least number three. But Paul, uh, what was uh, my number three? Uh, it's probably on all of your lists, and it's probably a lot higher. Uh, and I have such a hard time picking it. It's just that I've given it so many hours in my life right now. I'm like 66 or 67 hours in. Uh, it's Skyrim, and but. It feels like how we, I was talking about Batman, where it seemed like Batman took a lot of the ideas and just made them so much better. Mm-hmm. This one feels so much like all the other um, Elder Scroll games. Like, I played Oblivion. I know you two guys probably haven't or did not play no, Oblivion. No, this was my first Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, if this was my first Elder Scrolls game, I think I would be more surprised and shocked about how big the world is. I think it does things better mm-hmm. than... Oblivion did, you know, it does feel like a lot more dense of a world. There's a lot more to do. Like, every time you go into town, you get three or four quests. Three or four if you're lucky. Yeah. Like, if you talk to anybody, it seems like they're throwing quests at you Mm -hmm. left and right. Like, there's so much There's some towns that I go into, and I talk to the Jarl, and he's like, yeah, you gotta help out at least three people, and then I'm walking around town trying to find them. I'm like, well, I've helped out too. I just need one more, and then I can buy a house here. Yeah. And I take, and I'm like, can't find them, can't find them. And the parts where I, you know, devalue this game from my number one pick or high, even higher is that there's a lot. If I'm not doing a quest line, mm-hmm. and I, I'm out there to make my own fun, it isn't that enjoyable. Like, you know, it there's no there is no consequence. Like yeah. I'm killing people. And then talking to the person right next to him, and they act like nothing happened. You know, and at least in Fable, like, things would kind of change. Like, you would get so many, like, he would come back to the town years later, and it would be decrepit because he did the evil choice. Yeah. <clears throat> but, or in Mass Effect or Dragon Age, like, things had a little bit more consequence than in this one. See, I'm, I'm going to just Except skip. for... You know the main storylines. I'm gonna skip ahead because Elder Scrolls was actually my number one. Yeah, I um, just because like the amount of time I've sank into this, it's well over a hundred hours now. I have like 500 tankards in my one house of white room because I'm hoarding them. Like if I right. see them somewhere, I grab it. That's um, how you're making your own. And fun that's one of those make your own fun type moments. And I definitely agree with you. Like the only thing that this game lacks for me is some sort of consequence. I'd yeah. like I'd like to have the ability to like do quests. Uh, Differently, mm-hmm. not just do the quest yeah. or not. Um, there's a when you go up to the uh, town in the North Dawnstar, uh-huh. there's a guy who runs a family museum there. Mm-hmm. 
and he wants you to do a quest. I wish I had an option to do something different in that quest instead of just do it or not. Yeah. Um, if they had brought in like a Bioware kind of yeah. dialogue wheel almost, where it's like I have options, this game would be probably like the greatest thing I've ever played. Yeah. I still love it. Like I don't want to sound like it's that harsh of criticism because mm-hmm. there is so much to do it's in still this. Your number one. I mean, I'm actually I stopped playing it right now. Yeah. John's got my copy of it because I was playing it so much that it got to the point where I wanted to play the game. But I didn't want to actually do any of the main quest stuff because I had been so burnt out on playing yeah. it. Like I'm actually playing something else now just to kind of get some time away. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm still talking about it. Like I'll walk into the apartment and I'll see John playing, and I'm like, Oh, where are you? Oh, what, let me see your character. What's he look like? You know, yeah. what, what what shouts do you have? Like it's it's great. The stories are all based on your what stuff your character has, but not like in like at least in the Bioware games like. Oh, you chose to do that instead. I did, yeah. you know, or even in like some of the weird like games like Hitman or uh, Deus Ex, where you yeah. can actually go after bosses and go after th- objectives differently. Yeah. Like I was a vampire, and I go up to Morath, and one of the quest lines is figuring out one of the women, and there is a vampire who is, you know, and the whole plan is that the master vampire is hidden in a cave, and she's going to turn everybody in the town. To a vampire, I go into the cave and I'm like, "Dude, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire too. Like, yeah. we should team up and take over the town." No, he just attacks you, and it just kind of goes on. Like those kind of moments, I'm like, I see the wall. I see the limitations of it, and I can't help but see those limitations as I'm playing this game. Um, this is my number one as well. Yeah. I- I figured it yeah, would both be your number one. I was almost going to be like, I'm not even going to pick this because it's going to both be your number one. Yeah. And I, when I play it, I'm like, so I see everything that's wrong with it more so than what. And see, what I, like. I see everything that's right with it. That I can sit there. I'm I'm just turned to level 23, mm-hmm. and I've just done like my second mission. I've been cruising through this game, hitting all the different little towns. You know, yeah, maybe I might talk to people. I have a bunch of stuff to do, but I've just been digging, running around, going into crypts, and doing that kind of stuff. And for me, I don't nor I, I don't like these games. Like I played probably a half hour of Dragon Age, Mm -hmm. forty minutes of Dragon Age Two, Mass Effect. You, 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 if you even asked me to borrow that, I'd be like, "What are you fucking nuts? Like I'm not gonna touch that." And um. Now, this this game has me, and it's those moments where it's like, I want to borrow it from Chris because I know he's not playing it, but he's taking a nap, and I'm like, I can't, I can't wake him up because it feel like such a dick to be like, Hey, can I borrow Skyrim? I'm like, I'm fucking sleeping, dude. Leave it alone. Yes, that's what you sound like. Oh, I do sound like that. <laughs> now imagine this is the second time playing basically this game. See, I wouldn't mind doing different things as some of the different characters. Yes. Like oh, there's yeah. no there's no choice of like oh you're this character. Yeah, I think we're gonna like... treat you different. But I would do it just because some of those characters get perks in different ways. Yeah. Like being the lizard man and going and being able to really cruise and spend time with those sunken ships or just yeah underwater and seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff that was interesting to me. That stuff that when I realized that those characters could do that, I thought about restarting the game. I've like last week when I was playing, I'm starting to reach that point where I was oh. getting burnt out. I didn't instantly think, like, oh, I'm going to play a different game. I thought, I'm going to start over and make this kind of character. Mm-hmm. Like, the way I kind of went into this is 
I just started off and I kind of worked my way around like clockwise around the map. Uh-huh. And I wish I had gone to uh, Winterhold first. Like maybe then my character would become more of a magic user. As it stands, like I'm more like archery and stealth based. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like how I play different mm-hmm. second time around because I'm not going to do like all the companion, the Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, yeah, like the college stuff, the Bard's Quest, like. And I kind of wish they had put a limitation on that, like if yeah. you have like said just like okay, you can be to give Imperial. you more of a reason. Yeah. yeah, like the only limitation is whether you go rebel or imperial. Yeah, like right now, like it's the only one that actually comes up failed the other side of the mission. I, I would really like, like, oh, well, you're in the thieves guild, you, you can't be a mage. Be a mage. You, oh, you're a companion. Well, that means you're a werewolf. We're not going to let you into the dark brotherhood or something. Yeah, like just something to say. Like at least the mage thing hit. makes sense because they're like, oh, you got upstand, you have upstanding honor to do this. You know, you can't yeah. just like. But no, you can just go. I've been a mate. I'm the archmage, and now I'm becoming like the master thief and the master master assassin. Yeah, I'm the listener for the assassin. You know, the I, I, the hood. I really wish there was a thing like, well, I have to pick which one I want to be a part of because yeah. if I do this, I can't do two other ones or something. Yeah, or if you, or if you drop out of one, you have to prove yourself in a couple different ways to get into mm-hmm. those other groups. Give consequences. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like when I found out that there wasn't, I was like, I'm killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. The one, the one that really I found set, set it all up, and I'm like, oh yeah, this game has no consequence. Was the Dark Brotherhood. Like after you do that first mission, when the girl shows up, and says, okay, I need you to kill one of these people, and I'm watching Chris yeah. do it, and I'm like, Chris, if you're that worried about it, just hit save. You know, there doesn't have to be consequences if you don't want to. And then, uh... It's not who you kill, it's just that you kill someone. Proving there is no consequences because they don't have it. It's not that you don't want there to be consequences. It's not like in Fable where they at least try to implement consequences to your actions. Uh, Peter Molyneux has stepped back from that kind of stuff a lot. Like, because originally, like, there was no way to get rid of Scars after dying. And then eventually, you know, it was put in the game that you could. Um, But... We all liked it enough to put it yeah. on our list. Chris, what did what did you put for your number three? Um, my number three was actually Dead Island. Um, yeah, I figured that. Which John, I'm guessing that was on your. It's my number two. Okay, Paul. No, I. You, you didn't play it really. There, it looks like a bad game. No, you, I'm sorry. Here's guys, the thing: if you take looks... Left for Dead and you mix it with Borderlands, that's what you get. Like it's Dead Island. And Except, I mean, we've re- we've reviewed it before and. Like, I'm going through as my second character. That's your number two? That's my number two. That's my number three. Or no, I'm sorry, my number two. What was your No, I'm sorry, no, it's my number three. Yeah. I got thrown off. Yeah. Um, I know, I really like this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoy open world games. And this one, it's really good about kind of keeping you on task. Mm -hmm. Um, There were times where I'd be... Like, the very first map you have, you have... It's like the beach resort. Mm-hmm. And I was doing missions, and it's like, oh my god, I've been all over this map. And for this quest, okay, I have to go over here. And it's like, wait, no, I haven't been to this area yet. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at just actually how big this game is. I still haven't finished it yet. I'm only in Act 2. So I still have, like, two and a half acts to get through. And yeah. each one of those acts has its own, like, huge map. And tons of different stuff to do. And I'm really enjoying it. I like having the skill trees. I like... Kind of making my character be what I want mm-hmm. them to be. 
And it's it's a zombie game. I love killing zombies. And I'm in Act 2 on my second character playthrough. And I thought I loved the brawler using the mm-hmm. heavy melee weapons. I'm like, no, I love the guy that throws blades. This guy kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I like him now. I'm, I'm looking forward to like doing the like the, the stealth kind of ninja chick or and the chick with the guns. Like, I, I want to check those out. I... I when Chris, when I wasn't able to play Skyrim because uh-huh. Chris was asleep and it was in his room, this is the game I said, I haven't played this in forever. Oh, yeah. Put it in and was back in that game like you wouldn't believe. And it's you can easily pick up your character from where you are again and in two seconds go, okay, these are all my moves again. This is what I got. Boom. Killing. You know? Slice and dicing, throwing, throwing blades, having boomerang back to me, kicking zombies, taking names... Stealing mm-hmm. shit, eating granola bars to give myself health, <laughs> and uh, like picking up a gun and, and shooting people who are trying to kill me that aren't zombies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about this game that isn't bad, and I I debated that isn't bad. I debated whether this is one or two, mm-hmm. and um, Skyrim, I Skyrim got me because of the game that it is, and that I hate those games. Okay. And I usually don't play them, and I can't stand playing them as long as I play this one. That's why I got number one for me. It did seem like I watched you guys play, and it just didn't grab me. There was parts like when you were playing the melee gag that you were like a good two feet back from the zombie running at you, and you would swing, and suddenly his arm would fall off. And then sometimes you were right up on him, and he would suddenly miss. There were like, uh, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't have controller in hand. It just looked that way to me, maybe. I think it just looked that way to you because, like, if you swing and you miss, your um, your stamina drops. Right. And then you when when your stamina you're out of stamina and you get hit by a zombie, like half your health goes and you're on the ground, and then you gotta stagger your way back <laughs> up to fight. Yeah, so. and I saw you guys dying quite a bit. Like you just uh, respawn, ah, uh, respawn. But Chris was going up against like a a tougher zombie at that point. But yeah, it just didn't seem a game that I would be all that into. I just, I wish I had, I, I haven't played any of the multiplayer parts to it. Yeah, neither have I. And I, I really wish I have done that. See, this is a uh, game, much like Borderlands, where people tell me, it's like, no, it's better when you do it yeah. co-op. It's better when you do the multiplayer stuff. I, I love this game solo. Like, Borderlands, I enjoy doing solo. I mean, I did have fun when uh, John and I were doing the co-op stuff. But, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm not... A multiplayer kind of guy and you know that's why I like about Skyrim is it's like I have such an open world to go through I'm still finding new areas mm-hmm. like there's whole sections of the map where I know there's probably going to be like four dungeons and a mountain in there that I just haven't been to yet like I, I like having that exploration but Paul what were your my uh, number two talking about playing co-op and it being a little bit better in co-op even though having an awesome single player. <laughs> I, I, I knew this was going to be on your list. And, you know, um, honestly, it's one of my, the first one was one of my favorite games of all time, uh, Portal 2. Uh, just a lot more fun, a lot, you know, it's a mind-bending, uh, kind of puzzly kind of action that it is. A lot of fun. I was a naysayer when it first was announced. I'm like, yeah, but it was so good because you realized all the things that were happening during that first one, you realize, oh, this isn't just a puzzle game. Gladys is insane and will kill you, and you, that's the whole point. 
uh, and that ending of the first one when you realize and you actually defeat Gladys. I'm like, how can they possibly top that? And it's sheer lunacy. Use that word correctly. Because they do. <laughs> they do top it. It's, it's over the moon kind of crazy. Uh, the ending to this video game. And I'm really punning it up to spoil the ending. And I'm sorry. But when you play, you'll realize, and you win the single-player campaign, you'll realize. And I've played through most of the co-op campaign with uh, producer Scott, and it is just as fun and a little bit more fun on co-op because you kind of get irritated with your co-op partner because you know you both know what you want to do. It's just doing it exactly. and actually think, and also sometimes looking at the puzzle and being like, and just trying to communicate what you need to do to the other person. Like, no, 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 put it there. And it's pretty easy to actually show them what to do on the, you know, through pointers, you know, that, you know, actually appear on screen. And it's just a great, great game, uh, single player all the way through co-op. Hmm. It's not, it's a game that I wish I spent more time playing, even. Yeah. But what was your, uh, your number one? Uh, my number one was, uh, did you do your number two, John? All my games have been announced. Yeah. Okay. Dead Island, Arkham, yes. and uh, Skyrim. Might as well. All, all three games? All three. Because I had Dead Island, Batman, and Skyrim. Oh, then uh, it's it's uh, Batman Arkham City is my number one. Shock! Yeah. You gave a little teaser. Yeah, I, yeah, I gave it. a little teaser. <laughs> uh, what is... I couldn't do with the movies. Yeah. Because I'm lame. <laughs> I said you that. are. But, uh, yeah, it's just such a great game, and we talked about it, I think, plenty. Uh, and I think I, you know, spent my load on it already. You know, See, I, all I was kind of holding off on talking about it just because I knew we were mm-hmm. going to talk about it again. Right. Um, I, I love this game. I mean, being a fan of the comic books, I got so excited, yeah. like, the first time I saw Asriel on top of, like, that oh, yeah. building across from the courthouse. I was like, oh, my God, sweet. Especially uh, since we played it, like, as soon as it came out. Yeah. Like, we got to avoid a lot of the major spoilers, I think, that have come out. Um, in fact, there was a spoiler before the game was even released. And that's why the line in the game uh, from the Joker is, you better hurry up, Bats, you don't want this spoiled on the internet for you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I just remember the moment when I walked in for the midnight release sale. And... Mm-hmm. Um, some kid was playing was like he was playing the like the demo version and Chris just goes, Dude, this kid just found Azrael on top of this building. <laughs> you know, and I was like, Oh really awesome? Like, he's like, what did he say? He's like, Come on, tell tell him what he said. He goes, he said that he was there and he's watching you. <laughs> he's watching Batman You know, it's just yeah. like it's so much fun and then all those characters and you're like, Holy shit, of course the penguin would be doing this you in know, this game. There it just made sense. Like yeah, Mr. Freeze would be in the crime lab because that's where the stuff will be for him to be working that stuff. Of course, Penguin is going to take over the museum. Oops, I... Joker is a steel factory. It's a little weird. That was kind of weird. But well, I, it, it was right next to like the, like the fun house, like the uh-huh. amusement model kind of place. Yeah, he made it into a fun house. Kind of crazy. I, yeah. There's so much stuff in this game, like... It felt so big, and then you realize just like how quick you can get around yeah. the city. You're like, okay, well, maybe it's not that big. But then when you're going around trying to find all the trophies and mm-hmm. the clues, and you're like, wow, there's so much stuff in this. I'm like, 
there'd be things that I would see where I was like, okay, I know this has to be one of the Riddler's puzzles. Uh-huh. Where do I have to stand? Like, how do I have to zoom in on this? Mm. Like, how do I have to, like, tap the button to show that? Like, oh, yeah, I found this clue. Yeah. I, I loved it. Um, and there were things that weren't even told to you during the process of the game. Like, the numbers. Yeah. And the se- the yeah. crypto sequencer. And that just blows my mind that they put it in there. There's stuff like Harley Quinn possibly just being pregnant. Like, that it's just the pregnancy test is right next to her old outfit. And it's a Riddler trophy, it's a Riddler clue or puzzle. Mm. And it's just kind of there and there's no mention of it. Like, if you don't look down on the floor next to it, you're just going to walk right by it. Mm -hmm. If you're just taking a picture of the uh, scanning it just to scan it, you're going to miss it. There's those little things that are so good and make this game my number one. It, like the stuff with like Killer Croc kind of in like the sewers. Like yeah. if you don't go into the sewers and look at like the right spot, mm-hmm. you're, you're not yeah. you're not going to see him. He just burst through the wall at you. Yeah, and that's what I love about this because Bane is just kind of hidden in a building that you never need to go into. Yeah, yeah. unless you just happen to like go up to the doors and you're like, oh, I can open them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and 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 just the little things with the the Riddler trophies too, like. Finding Scarecrow's mask on top yeah. of that. Um, like, next to a pile, a pile of hay. Yeah. yeah. You know, just uh, so, there's so, there is so much stuff to this game. It's amazing. It's the best, mm-hmm. it's the best comic book game out there ever mm-hmm. made. Yeah. At this point right now. And, like, like and they got the boss battles right. But yes. Uh, exactly. And the thing I was going to say is, like, when uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions came out, it was kind of like talking about like this is the Spider Man Arkham City and you play it and you go, No They don't have this at all And it was that game was so repetitive. Uh uh-huh. where yeah, like you're doing fights, you have to use your gadget to do this. Uh-huh. There's not a moment where I shut that game off because it was repetitive and I'm like, ah, I don't feel like doing this again. Mm-hmm. I shut it off because I was getting frustrated with that goddamn Riddler clue that <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get it. You know, like, that's the, that's the stuff that, like, okay, I'm getting frustrated because this game is making me think too much. Yeah. But, yeah, boss battles. Boss battles. The Mr. No, Freeze. Fun. There's nothing. Mr. Freeze stuff is fun. Oh, it was so much fun. There's mm-hmm. nothing in these games, like, they're not difficult. They're challenging enough that you love them. Mm-hmm. You feel, when you screw up and die, you feel like you screwed up. Yeah. That you didn't hit Y at the right time. You didn't do what you needed to do. There's none of that, come on, this game is so cheap. It was yeah. like, okay, now I know what to do. Yeah. I'm going to hang here, and i got to wait for this moment to jump over the uh-huh. rail and grab him. Yeah, uh, it, it's great. It's an, it's, it is a great game. Oh, such a good game. It's and, very good. Uh, guys, we, we have four video games listed. Hmm. So... There was a game, and I'm going to throw it out there, that I was really debating making my list instead of Skyrim. But the only reason I hadn't, because I only played it the one time you brought it over. That was Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was really good. I thought, this actually is the Mortal Kombat game everybody's wanted for every time they released a Mortal Kombat game since 3. Yeah. Like, they finally got it right again. Uh it's another Warner Brothers Studio game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Batman Arkham City, also a Warner Brothers Studio, made by, published by Rocksteady, but, or produced by Rocksteady, published by Warner Brothers Games. Um, 
this was that was like I was really debating making that my pick because I had so much fun with it when you guys brought it over. It felt like an actual fighting game for the first time instead of just a fighting master. Look at this blood and this kind of gory kind of yeah. stuff. Like you felt like you hitting those buttons actually, like the weight of that violence actually felt correct by how timed and how well you actually accomplished it. It actually. You know, when you did the combo, you felt like you did something awesome. Yeah. And the screen definitely shows you you did something awesome, especially with the x-ray kind of like... The x-ray stuff. cool, yeah. And, you know, you felt like it was worth it instead of Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which is like, you know, sometimes hippie to be awesome. You want to be awesome, hippie to be awesome. See, I if it came down to like those two fighting games, I'd probably put Marvel vs. Capcom over Mortal Kombat just because I'm much more a fan of... Like the Capcom fighting engine right. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love like the bright flashiness of it. I like you know the Capcom fighting characters. Um, I was surprised at how much I because my little cousins got the, the 3DS for Christmas. Mm-hmm. How much I enjoyed uh, the 3DS version of Super Street the Fighter. Super Street Fighter, yeah. Because my little cousin was watching me play, and he's like, "You're really good," and I'm like. Yeah, it's Street Fighter Kid. <laughs> like, I've been like playing I, this since before you were born. I'm like, yeah, I played like the first one in the arcade. It was junk. And he's like, you played the first one? <laughs> There's a first one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was like back in the day. That was way before. Because my cousins are like six and five. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. Street Fighter 2. It's basically Street Fighter 2 redo, redone. Because you do beat up the car again. And yeah. that was really cool. That's cool. I would put that almost above, like, how crazy, you know, but it's basically Super Street Fighter. Yeah. Just done in 3D. The 3D on 3DS is not that bad. It's See, actually pretty it, fun. It's, it's cool. It's just gimmicky. Yeah. It's And it's gimmicky to the point where we all thought the DS was gimmicky with the touchscreen, but that actually had life and actually had some cool things come out of it. Yeah. Especially, like, uh, Ghost Trick... Or even uh, The World Ends With You, some of the games that I really enjoyed from the 3DS, or the 3DS, the, not the, from the, the 3DS, DS. From the original DS, where touchscreen was involved. But what what game would you put for as your fourth pick to find um, out our number five? I don't, I don't know. Um, like, I played Marvel vs. Capcom. I... I I guess I would go Mortal Kombat because I did talk that game up, and that game was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it was everything that Mortal Kombat. Everything yeah. I'd want out of a fighting game is what I got with that. Honestly, I enjoyed Mortal Kombat, but once I got to a certain point, I was like, I've I've seen everything in this game. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's why I wouldn't put it on my list because I only had an hour and a half with it. Really, the game I'm playing right now is Lego Harry Potter years uh, five through seven, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm loving it. Like, right. it's just a lot of fun. It's one of those games where, as I'm playing it, like right now, I'm still thinking about going play, uh, back and playing the first one mm-hmm. to unlock everything that I didn't get in it. Yeah. Like, I these are two games, one through four and five through seven, that I'm going to be holding on to because they're fun. I wanted a break from Skyrim, and Harry Potter, it's, like, the complete opposite. Like, it's a game I can just sit down, and I have fun with it. Like, I'm not thinking about, like, quests. It's like, oh, I have to just go to this part of the castle and play this little mini-game now. And it's like, oh, cool. I got a new spell. Another game I have to mention is NHL 11. 
The only reason why I wouldn't put it on my list is because it is just a step up from the previous NHL games. Yeah. But it is, boy, a lot of fun. And I spent, that's the game that I probably spent the second most amount of time on, other than Skyrim. Yeah. Dragon Age 2 was disappointing game of the year. See, I, I enjoyed Dragon Age 2 for what it was. I mean, uh-huh. you and I have just talked about this yeah. kind of on our own. I mean, they got that game out fast. Yeah, too fast. And honestly, for how quick they got it out... We'll I don't, figure out our number five game with that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I, I don't think it was bad for how fast they were able to get it out. games that I think are up there. Because, you know what, they, they got it out in the amount of time it usually takes Bioware to put out DLC. Yeah. They did a full game in that time. Which, yeah, you know, you go through the same dungeon maps yeah. over and over and over again. But everything's fully voiced. Yeah. I like the characters in it. I feel like Awakening was a better game. See, Awakenings was great, but it was just more of what they had yeah. in Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how this one was a little bit more action-packed. Yeah. It was more action than RPG. Yeah. And the things they took away from the RPG, though, I don't think, like, dressing up your companions, like, did you really need to take that away, like, the kind of armor selection and everything? I, I kind of got that, but it became yeah. a thing, like, I wanted to do as much stuff as I could with my companions uh-huh. to get their full set of armor. Yeah. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a, oh, I've just got this thing that I can't use anymore, I'm going to go throw it on Sten. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Origins yeah. became. Uh, Origins, or not even Origins 2, like... Dragon Age 2, it became more like I really want to find every piece for everybody. Yeah. Oh, still talking about Dragon Age? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, of course. Yeah. Always I was, talk about that's, Dragon Age. That's why I didn't care about getting up to go to the bathroom. Thanks for calling me out on that, Paul. You're no, welcome. I, I really loved um, Dragon Age 2. I haven't bought the uh, second DLC pack yet. I, I'm just I surprised at how quickly you guys use the bathroom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's okay. I have no problems with that. Sorry, Jeff. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, Dragon Age 2, I just wish it was a better game. I wish I wasn't so bored with going into a dungeon and it being the same dungeon. Yeah. I wish that there was more consequence from just like, oh, I want mage, or I want uh, the church, I forget the name of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it all worked out to be the same ending anyways. Like, yeah. But, um... Yeah, what what do you guys think? Number five. Is it Mortal Kombat? Is it Dragon Age? Is it Marvel vs. Capcom three? See, I, I I can't give it to Mortal Kombat just because that's the game I Very got hard. bored with fastest. Okay. Like I yeah, like I the first two months that it came out, like I loved it. After that point, though, I was like, I'm I'm okay with trading this in. Like I I didn't need to have it anymore. I played it till Chris traded it in. Like I, I didn't play, I, like it, I didn't play it as much. I thought it was fun. I thought it was the game that I'd want. I know it was ma- like it was massive. Like mm-hmm. those the towers and stuff that you had to do in it went so high, and they got to a point where you really had to work on it to get through them. But I don't know. Do we need a five? Do we need a five? I don't think we need a five. I, I don't think so. There's nothing that I feel like. No, this has to be. Yeah, yeah like, ex- exactly. Like I mean, I played Rage. I don't think Rage needs to be on my nope. list. Uh, I played Fear 3. I liked Fear 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a lot of time into Fear 3, but... Drake's Uncharted 3? Drake's was really good. Drake's I haven't finished was, it, though, so Drake, I can't... I haven't finished it either. Randy was asking, asking me if you did finish it, and I was like, I don't know. He's 
been playing Skyrim. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, that's what killed that. Was it? It I, is a great, it is, it is a fantastic, beautiful looking game. I guess, yeah, if you're going to give a number five, what was, what's number four? Number four is Portal 2. Okay. You know, Uncharted is a great game. I, I, yeah, I would say yeah. five. Yeah, I, I have to, because you guys have a PS3 yeah. in yeah. your apartment. I have to say that that is the game that, it's, I was surprised that it didn't make your list. I, I forgot about it. I knew that Skyrim would be there, and I figured that Island would be there, and I thought for one of your number threes that See, it's a beautiful Drake's game. Would be there. And I like it more for its story, and it has no just replay. how beautiful it is. No replay value at all. Like it's a game oh, yeah. that I'm okay sitting there watching someone play it, mm-hmm. so I can kind of like you know get this get the story. But yeah, I mean nothing against it though. It's yeah. awesome. So the begging board list of our top five video games of 2010 goes as follows: Skyrim, number one; Batman: Arkham City, number two. Very close, seven points to six points. Hmm. Dead Island, number three, with three points. Portal two, with four points, and then. Uh, we had some honorable mentions, but I really think that Drake's uh, Uncharted 3 definitely deserves to be on our list. I think just from seeing how great that game was, yeah. watching you guys play it, and it's and it's a lot of it is a fun to play. Mm-hmm. So that's two games on our list starring uh, Nolan North because <laughs> he did the voice of the Penguin and he also does Nathan Drake. Ah, there we go. The same guy. Same guy. Yep. Same guy. So. Before we start our comic book uh, discussions, because we are ostensibly a comic book podcast, we also enjoy our candy, especially candy from Japan. Thank <laughs> you again, friend of the podcast, Chris, and friend of the podcast, Ed, for bringing us all the delicious treats. Um, I, for Christmas, got this year uh, some Garrett Aldi uh, chocolate squares, a little holiday assortment, and they included eggnog, and I'm like, uh-oh. Eggnog flavored candy. This has to be tasted on the podcast. And uh, it also included peppermint bark and pumpkin spice. And right now I'm noshing on the eggnog. I think it starts off a little uh, waxy, but then it gets very nice eggnog on it. It, do, it, it does have a good, uh, it does have very good eggnog taste. It's eggnoglicious. Um, I will I will have to say this. If you want something that is an amazing eggnog flavor, it is the polar uh, seltzer eggnog flavor because mm-hmm. you go holy shit it tastes just like eggnog but it's fizzy Paul I'm going to go one step better here I say the pumpkin spice one with the caramel inside uh-huh. amazing yeah it is really this good is and like I fantastic. hate caramel and I gobbled that up right quick hmm. it's like a pumpkin spice mocha kind of yeah mm-hmm. that's very good and the caramel on top yeah it does take a while for the pumpkin to really kind of kick in but yeah, it is so good. Because you get that caramel sweetness first, mm-hmm. but yeah. No, that was really good. Fuck I, yeah, that's delicious. I'm not a big pumpkin flavored thing or a caramel guy, and I really like that. <clears throat> because it's not like caramel, it's like just a gooey pumpkin flavor. Yeah. Mm. Man. And I gave Chris my peppermint bark because I don't like peppermint bark. I love peppermint bark. And the peppermint bark is just peppermint bark. Nothing to write the soldiers about. No. But, but you know what is? Something the right to the soldiers about? Comic books from 2011? That's it! That would be it. Uh, I have to say, my surprise pick. The book that I was surprised I actually enjoyed throughout 2011, up until it ended, was a Brian Q. Miller written Batgirl. Mm-hmm. That series was my favorite one, 
It was my number three favorite book, uh, comic book series of 2011. A lot of fun. Stephanie, not hate Stephanie Brown anymore. See, I never hated Stephanie Brown. She was just kind of annoying, especially in war games and war, you know, the whole lead up. Yeah. Like, she did not belong as a Robin and everybody kind of knew it. But she did belong as a superhero in Batgirl. What's it? Her being taken under the wing of uh, Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Just their interplay was awesome. The only thing I did not enjoy was the, you know, shoehorning in of that, uh, of Wendy. Um, yeah, Calculator's daughter. Yeah, Wendy's. Proxy. Proxy, yeah. Is what they call her. Uh, but it was an enjoyable book. It had a lot of heart, and the art was really good. It it was. I loved this book. I I didn't put it on my list. Spoilers. Um, if I had a spot, it would have been for Batgirl, though. Because I, I talked about. I know I talked about this book a lot. Uh-huh. Um, more than past year, I I loved it. You were the one that got me into this book, and it was. It's just I picked it because it surprised me about how much I liked it. If I went in as a Stephanie Brown fan, maybe it wouldn't have made mm-hmm. my list. But since I was one of those no keeper dead kind of guys, see, it's... it had it had some really fun moments, had some really fun issues. Um, mm-hmm. Even the kind of like the outer ones, I feel like the Batman and Bat Family books work best when they're more grounded. Uh-huh. But the uh, issue with her and Supergirl fighting the vampires from the movie, yeah, fun, mm-hmm. and that's what you got out of this book. This became. The fun bat book, um, because Red Robin really it got a little it, it got it got a little bit darker, um, but yeah, I, I loved I loved Batgirl. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad Steph's not around right now. Well, she's over in England. Yeah, I guess she's like in Batman Incorporated up style. In Batman Inc. stuff, but it's like yeah, and she'll be probably a major player in Batman Leviathan. Leviathan, I believe. Leviathan. Uh, yeah. Which is coming out of Grant Morrison's kind of thing, where it ties into Batman Incorporated and all that. Um, uh, I'm going to go uh, with Marvel's Captain America. The relaunch with um, Brubaker bringing Steve back. Um, really enjoyed this. I think what really nails this book and makes it on the forefront for mm-hmm. me is Steve McNiven. Um, his art, just outstanding with Brubaker, who can tell a great story and bring the 40s to the present mm-hmm. and, and tell a fantastic story. And, you know, it, it just, uh, well-rounded. It's what I love out of Brubaker's Captain America. I have a lot of them in trade, and uh, I, I just really enjoy it. It was one of the top books. It just, I didn't put this on my list because of, we only got, what, five or six issues so far? Uh, you know to what? Finish up, I think one storyline, but with that my, is like a happy year. With my comic book shopping, I February is when I got to a point where I've been collecting straight through, mm-hmm. and I've been picking up series mm-hmm. constantly. And so my my list is only going to be about a half, you know. Yeah. So so what have I been picking up? That I plan on continuing picking up through. But John, you pick a book every week on the list. <laughs> hey, we know that I just pick them. Yeah, <laughs> just pick them. But he's gotten better about actually picking books yeah. that he's going to be reading. I do. I do every year. I do every year. I do every week now. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I have it set. When I order them, I put it right into my phone. 
And this, goes, boop, boop. hey, this book is coming out today, and I have a choice. Yes. Captain America is definitely one of those books that I hemmed and hawed about putting on my list. It's just that it was so short. Like, I know I picked Batgirl, the Brian Q. Miller stuff, and that only got eight issues this year. But I feel like I just started reading Captain America. Compared to something like Avengers Children's Crusade, though, which got maybe, like, four? Three issues this year, oh, and then, like, last year had a few. Yeah, last year was the one that had more, so... Yeah. Like, and this, the Brian Q. Miller Batgirl is definitely a continuation, but Steve yeah. McNiven on art. And it's Captain America by Brubaker the way that I want Captain America. It's back yeah, when exactly. those traits that I borrowed from you. Yeah. Like, it's Steve Rogers' cap. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I, and I, I, the, the Bucky mm-hmm. cap stuff is good, too. Like, I, I was... Chris got me those for a gift one year, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And then I started reading them like, oh, this is great. And the whole time, this guy doesn't want this mantle. Yeah. You know? And it's and it's great. And it's how you want to read Bucky as Captain America. Yeah. Because he's not Captain America. He's just wearing the suit. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Brubaker's kind of more like gritty crime stuff, he does superheroes really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And... He's, I mean, I know people get hung up on, like, man, comic books are all superheroes. And it, you kind of pass off the books mm-hmm. and be like, no, they're not, see? Brubaker's one of those, art, like, writers that's like, man, I wish he did more of the superhero stuff because it's so damn good when he yeah. does it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a good pick. Thank you. You're it's, welcome. What's your pick, buddy? Um, My pick came out probably about the same time, and it's also a Marvel book. Um, I went with Mark Wade's Daredevil. Um, this is a book that I wanted to look into. It was one that I was going to be like, yeah, you know what, I'll pick it up for the first three issues, see if I enjoy it. And I really did. Um, he's been teamed up with some great, great artists on this, like Marcos Martin and Paulo Rivera. Um, this, this is everything you want out of a Daredevil book. And it constantly delivers. Like, it's, it's perfect. I, yeah, it is. I, I love it. Like, I'm not a big Mark Wade fan. Like, his stuff's always been kind of hit or miss for me. I mean, honestly, like, his best for me is Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. But then, like, everything after that's like, I can read a few issues of him, and it's like, okay, I'm I'm bored. I think Daredevil, I, yeah. I always look forward to this. Daredevil reminds us why Mark Wade is a comic book legend. You know, he had a great run on Fantastic Four. He's had great runs on The Flash, you know. Spider-Man. Spider- he's, yeah. he's, had, he's handled heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. He did Justice League. Like, yeah. it's, it's surprising. You know, after 52, I felt like, man, why is Mark Wade, like, considered legendary? And then he goes over to Boom and does, you know, Uncorruptible and... Uh, What's the I can't, I'm blanking on Uncorruptible is the second book. Yeah. <laughs> it's the spin-off. Uh, Irredeemable. Irredeemable. Yeah. And, you know, that's gotten critical acclaim, and people love that book, and I can see the appeal. Unfortunately, I started reading Mighty when that book was coming out, and I'm like, well, I'm already getting that book, yeah. the Mighty. Uh, and then he comes on Daredevil, and we all kind of pick it up. Just randomly. Yeah, we picked it up just for like a, a monthly look back to say, okay, this is oh, something new. Uh-huh. Yeah. This, it was something new out that we hadn't read and we picked it because it was going to be a new number mm-hmm. one. Honestly, I hadn't read Daredevil since Brubaker did. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I almost thought that it was something that I'm like, oh, he looks like a really interesting Daredevil. And then when I opened it up, I'm like, at the store, I'm like, wow, this art looks fun. This looks like a fun Daredevil. And uh, it it is um, it is, you know I'm I'm just gonna put it out there it's it's my number one because I mean if Chris wasn't picking it up 
I'd be buying it mm-hmm. because I love I love the way it's drawn. I love the way the story's told. The covers on them have all been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they switched artists on this too. And yeah, they, they I don't think I missed a step. It, it doesn't. It still has the same <laughs> feel and look. And I mean, yeah, the pages, the layouts are amazing in it, and that's why it's uh-huh. my number one. And I stood by like, oh, Brubaker's Daredevil. That man, that is great. This is the Daredevil I want to read because yeah. it's not. It's not just. It's not dark and gritty, and it's got this great look to it. This old time kind of feel, and it just reminds again, like why you love when he kisses a spot. It's like so much fun, and he yeah. kisses. He's always kissing the girl. Yeah, well, that but, first, that first one, he kisses uh, the girl at the wedding. But then he throws that twist where the one girl is interested in Foggy and not into Matt Murdock. Yeah, or Daredevil, and Matt Murdock is out there denying that he's Daredevil. It's like, you know, hot dog vendors are like, yeah, so uh, am I going to see Daredevil soon? It's like, no, that's not me, man. Come on, just give me some mustard on this dog. I gotta be at the court. And the the little, like, that little second episode, like, little Mm -hmm. issue where it's just him and Foggy going down the street. Like, that's that's what really nailed it, like... I really want this book to stick around. I want um, this the same two artists to stay on this because uh-huh. they tell a great Daredevil story with that artwork. And I just, I, I can't talk enough about this book. No, it is, again, it's one of the ones that I'm like, I haven't gotten enough, but it is definitely See, a top book. I, 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 looked yeah. at, I looked at it as, okay, it's if a book I that I want to stay on, it's, it, it's the book that, okay, you can only pick... Yeah. Three books from now on that's an ongoing series. I do not doubt that I this book this. is 2012. Top book for me in 2012. Yeah. But this is definitely number four right now. Well, are you going to say five. that? Or is like Wade leaves after yeah. 12? I mean, after actually 12, then you got, got half now, you got yeah. half. Yeah. And that, well, I couldn't do that. I only got half. I only got six issues. Well, I don't know. I Let's picked it as something that hit me as... It grabbed me and it made me want yeah. to stick with a series, mm-hmm. and that's what this book was. I I completely understand. Paul, uh, we're sinking. I'm no, but I'm throwing it back to you. Ah, because... fine. Uh, here we go. We're talking about that half year kind of thing and what it happens. And Detective Comics Scott Snyder, luckily, continued to run through to Batman <laughs> Scott Snyder. Uh, the things with. What he was doing with uh, with Gordon Jr. and Detective Comics with Jock. Mm. Crazy Gordon Jr. was just nuts and insane. And he brought this character back from the last time he was seen was year one. And he's in the you know, movies. And then following it right up with Greg Capullo and Batman. Yeah. This, you know, if I'm taking that as the same book. Uh, and that is definitely my number two. Detective slash Batman. Batman was actually on my list, but then I cut it for something else. Um, cause it's, it's a fantastic book. Um, I'm, I'm right has, there with you. It has the same kind of grit and feel, like, throughout, and it's the same writer. So I'm taking liberties with our kind of rules. I know it's a different book, per se. I think that, but I mean, it's you know, really it's a, the same book. I yeah, think it's that's a title. It's just a different, yeah. yeah. He just, he's a, bat, he's writing Batman from one title to another, and I think that, that works. Because seriously, after, like, his Batman stuff, and now that I've read American Vampire, yeah, like, I'm really looking forward to reading more from Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, American Vampire was fantastic. It was my favorite Vertigo book of the year. 
I but I don't know what, when those single issues. See, came those out. single issues came out probably more like 2012 yeah. because they or, came out. No, or no, I'm sorry, it's 2012 now, 2010, yeah. um, because they came out with a hardcover, mm-hmm. and then with DC's trade program, it's yeah. like four months later they come out with the soft so, cover. So okay. it was probably more maybe early 2011 that they had those issues. Chris, number two. My number two. Um, this is actually the one that bumped Batman. Because I had Batman as my number uh-huh. two. But um, I'm going uh, Dark Horse Comics, Angel and Faith. Um, I've been enjoying the Buffy book, but I feel like uh, Christos Gage on Angel and Faith, it's just like watching the show. Um, he has captured these characters, and Rebecca Isaacs has done so as well when it comes mm-hmm. to the art. Because as much as I love the Buffy book, actually you know, written by Joss Whedon and a lot of the writers from Buffy... The artwork always kind of takes it down a notch because it's more like um, blank on his name right now. Oh, I'm I'm a horrible comic book fan, but whatever. Um, the artist, it's more like caricatures of yeah. you know Buffy and some of the other characters with. And we complained about that, in like a passing semblance. Uh-huh. You know? um, when I'm reading Angel and Faith, I feel like this is actually a licensed book because I'm looking at David Boreanaz and Eliza Dushku uh-huh. on the page, like. It fits, and it's tonally exactly the same as the show. Mm-hmm. It's great. It, I really enjoyed that number one issue that you we read on the podcast. It was great, and I'm coming from only getting maybe into the third season and not really into the third season of Buffy, yeah. never seeing an angel. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Kazunhei, sorry, Paul sneezed. Uh, I'm gonna go. Now, can we? Were we just doing ongoing series, not like a mini series? If you want to do a mini series, you can, you can do a mini series. Okay. Actually, Angel and Faith is like a twenty-five issue, yeah. like maxi kind of thing. So the best uh, book series of two thousand eleven. If you think it's better than any ongoing, uh, then yeah, it's um. I, there's a lot of ongoings I love. I I really love, but this is the I love this that I'm so upset that there's not going to be more. And I'm going to be going back and getting the trades, and that's uh, Zombie yeah. by uh, John uh, Rosam and uh, art by uh, Fraser Ivan Irving. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I, I love that series, everything about it, and I just, I want more. And I'm, like, I'm glad that you're getting a lot of the, you know, the mystic stuff in the new DC, but this belongs there. Yes. And I'm hoping that it's just John Rosam's working on it. I would not mind this in miniseries form, but just right. let me know that he's working on something because he he did Static Shock though. Yeah. I what I didn't I was not a fan of Static Shock. Yeah. Yeah. But he did Static Shock. Shock. <laughs> no, I no, no, I'm I'm talking about the zombie character in that world okay. of those characters is what I is what I want. Would you want zombie showing up in Justice League Dark? Would you pick up Justice League Dark and Zombie was a uh, character in it? I don't. I if if Justice League Dark was going into Zombies World uh-huh. with those characters and things that go on, then yes, because it's that world. It's those things. It's it's. Uh, I can't think of his name. Taking out his change and his change talking to him. Yeah. Uh, it's those the the nuns and everything. Yeah. Like the I, absolute zany shit. Exactly. That, that book was designed for. Me. Yeah. That book is perfect for me. Zombie was one of those books that I looked at and 
heavily heartache did not put on my list. Well, I, 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 it wasn't on my list. Well, I had it written down, but it was because I thought we were just doing ongoings. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, that's why I asked about the miniseries, because you have your, your Batgirl that <laughs> didn't last too long. No, it lasted eight issues, but it got canceled because of the, the new yeah. 52. I think it's canceled because so. it, was a, it was an ongoing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. The, just the craziness, he, you know, the pearl of wisdom that he swallows and yeah. then can create a new one, uh, you know. It's a pearl of wisdom. That's an actual pearl. It, the nuns are called nonetheless. That shrinks and you know nuns from above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were puns that that just were so much fun and the crazy mummy things creatures. Yeah, the husks. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. I just just it's perfect for me. And I wanna I wanna pick up those the back issues mm-hmm. well, the the old series. Mm-hmm. So far, uh, this is working out to be our most diverse list. I, so far, I, there's I, so much to pick from. I knew this was going to be pretty diverse yeah. too, because I mean, there's so many great books out there. I mean, yeah, we read a lot of the same stuff, but we each have our own books that, like, and we have all our we own all books. read on our own. And, yeah. and comic book wise, we all have our own kind of tastes. Yeah, and I honestly, are you guys going to be surprised by my number one pick? Probably not. Of 2000, I, I feel um, like I know what it's going to be already. 2011. I'm biting my nails like, oh no. Uh, oh, is it, is it going to be Fantastic Four by John Oh, that <laughs> See, I, I, In a I'm, rotating cast. I knew that was going to be. Yeah, exactly. And it's Fantastic Four again. I thought it might have been Hickman and it, S.H.I.E.L.D. It could have been. Really? Really with S.H.I.E.L.D. But that was so much 2010 and the scheduling of how the issues have been coming out this year is a way off and it's hard for me to follow. But yeah, Fantastic Four. Uh... They did, did go into FF for a while, but now, you know, with last month, it's back with 600 and 601 that we've gotten uh, an annual also. I, I feel like we've gotten enough Fantastic Four proper books, plus the FF Future Foundation. All have been great, have been the most emotional for me. You know, it tugged at my heartstrings. This, you know, I'm a Fantastic Four fan. I keep on, every time there's a new writer creator on it, uh, I pick it up. And Jonathan has been working on it since 2009. And things keep on building and keep on hitting the fan and keep on getting bigger and bigger. And everything's been paying off, especially this year. I think this year has been the best year for Fantastic Four. It's, it's been a banner year for the FF in all incarnations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew you were going to pick this. Yeah. I knew it was going to be on your list somewhere. Like, I wasn't. I know sure. it's, it wouldn't be on your list because I don't think you've really got just the ones that you've passed off to me. Uh-huh. Honestly, they have been so good. It's the big science fiction that you want without it being all big science fiction and forgetting about the family. It's got that balance. It's family and science fiction. Which honestly, that's it's, what the Mark Waite stuff was uh-huh. too. I'm surprised you didn't like that as much. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of magic there's just, that he has. There's there. just something that because I, 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 this was a pick from last year too. You loved Hickman's mm-hmm. uh, Hickman's run on on it, and it is it is fantastic, and it is something that he does have this ability to have this world of science, and then um, and then that family kind of stuff that to interpersonal it. work. And I think a lot of it has to do with the art. Because the mm-hmm. art, um, whoever he had when all, like, all the Rogers were there, 
Oliver Rodgers. Or Oliver Richards. Richards. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, was that Bruce Geist? Or was that, uh, he was also, he worked on Captain America for a while. Yeah, Um, I can't. Steve Epting? I think, yeah, I think it was Steve Epting. On that? I'm not sure. They keep finding people who can just draw the world that he writes to a T. Mm-hmm. Like, for some, they just match perfectly. English and he made them look like adventurers. Uh, Steve Epting makes him look like superheroes. It's, it, and it does, it just does a great, a great job to do that. And for what, for killing off Johnny and everything mm-hmm. that's happened in this year, it is a, it is a fantastic series. And I, yeah. I can't imagine 2012 being any better, but would I be surprised that it got better in 2012? No. With with him on it, yeah, it, it definitely could because I, he just keeps he it just keeps progressively getting uh, better and better because he's able to juggle a storyline with a B storyline that's happening over there and also giving you a C storyline and all just kind of he just juggles it so well and making one of the storylines more important than the other ones and you know it was a seven eight eight dollar book that I didn't feel ripped off by buying you know with issue six hundred like. It was all great story. It has to be my number. There's no, you know, this is the reason why Zombie doesn't make the list, or Captain America, or Daredevil <laughs> doesn't make the list, because there's no way I could not have Fantastic Four on there. So I'm surprised we're all drinking out of Marvel themed pint glasses tonight. I'm surprised you have Captain America, not Fantastic Four, because you are a Fantastic Four fan. You're well, like, these were in front of my shelf, and these uh, are the ones that I got this year for Christmas. Okay. And and Kate was drinking out of the Hulk one. So, okay. I have a Fantastic Four Because you, you offered it to me, actually. Yeah. It took Spider-Man because it was already in your hand. Yeah, because it was up there in the back. I got that one last year. And I, it's one of my favorite pint glasses. So with them in the uh, Fantastic Car, right? Yes. I believe so. Pretty sure. Sometimes I think I drank out of it once. Yes. Yeah. Yep, coming out yeah. of the Fantastic Car. Yeah, we have a lot of nerdy pint glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, people for Christmas, you know, they, they buy us. What else do you get comic book nerds? They and love beer. They love to drink. You can't, you, can't buy, you can't buy us comic book because then we go, oh, thanks for getting me this. I, uh, I got comic book pint glasses as well, so it's yeah. cool. Like, I look I, forward to using I, them. I did as well. My Batman <laughs> pint glass came with a cape. Yes, that's great. Uh, go ahead. Who, who's going to give us... Chris or John, you already gave us your number one yep. with Daredevil. I'm, my list is complete, so, so it's Chris, all on me. Yep. Um, my number one isn't just a book that I love, but it's also a character, and I'm so glad to see him back. Um, I went with Nightwing. Um, I've always been a fan of Dick Grayson, especially in the Nightwing role. I liked him as Robin. I liked him as Batman. But for me, he is Nightwing. So seeing uh, Nightwing relaunched as part of the new Fifty Two um, with Kyle Higgins, it's I, I said this before when we talked about it. It's like going home again. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as the book starts off, I felt like I was reading Nightwing again. It wasn't like okay, he was Nightwing, he became Batman for a while. Now he's Nightwing again. It's mm-hmm. like no, this this is Nightwing. He's the same guy. And then he might have done some other stuff as Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this book. Yeah, uh, Kyle Higgins has been doing a great job. Um, there's nothing bad that I can say about this book. Even the art has been strong. Um, Eddie Barrows, who yeah. I really enjoyed on the Teen Titans stuff that he mm-hmm. did too. Like, 
he even though he was working with Jason Crawl at the time. Uh, but you know what? That Titan stuff wasn't bad though. I mean, it did for Teen Titans what it needed to. Like it brought in like a brand new cast of people. I mean, you had you know Kid Devil, like Martian Girl, yeah. like coming in. Like okay, those like D list characters. But you know what? I, I cared about him. In Nightwing is better. Night, <laughs> Nightwing's just better, and I think he's doing a bang up job. All right, guys. That brings us to our number one pick would be Daredevil. Mark Wade. I I'm more than okay with yep. that. I was yep. I was hoping Daredevil would appear two, on this list. Number two is tied between Fantastic Four and Nightwing. Are we good? Uh, which one? I have to go Fantastic Four. I, I know you do. Two. I I have to go Nightwing. And I'm I, as number two because I for my yeah. Uh, I, I, I read Nightwing also. See, but it is definitely Four. not as strong as Fantastic Four. See, Fantastic Four, it's, it's an ensemble book, though. I mean, right. you're looking at, like, you know, a family book versus, like... And the, the like, kids. You know? And the, all the enemies that have shown up, and just... The, I mean, Nightwing has always been... Their, it is, you know, part of the Batman family, but it's always been a very, like, insular book. I mean, you're looking at Dick Grayson and his life. I mean... They spent how many issues, like, just with him, you know, Circus comes back to Gotham. Yeah. That, that's all Dick Grayson stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, it's not world-threatening, right? you know, Fantastic Foundation it's not, or Future Foundation. It's not an army of breeds coming in to take over our world. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're two very different kinds of yeah. books, so it's kind of, like, tough. Ronan to, the Destroyer or the Accuser coming in, the Cream Horror starting all over again, or Mole Man attacking and becoming... <laughs> There's so many great I, ideas in this. Because I'm, I'm obviously the tiebreaker vote. Yeah, for our number two for, book. For the number two book, and I, like I'm sorry, Chris. Like I love Nightcrawler too, but I think Nightcrawler. Talk about Nightwing. Night, I'm sorry, Nightwing. <laughs> We've been drinking. I have been. Use that as an excuse. We don't have but, work tomorrow. Uh, we also I know do. I'm an idiot. I just well, speak wrong. <laughs> Paul doesn't. Uh, I did have the day off, but I switched to work. Um, but I think I'm. I, I think just everything that's happened in Fantastic Four this year. This year where Johnny dies. I know. Yeah, you have the whole year. I'm looking back in like four issues of Nightwing. Five. Yeah. Oh, five. five yeah. yeah. Five now. But, uh, but I, I think I'm gonna have to throw mine towards Fantastic Four. You know what, Chris? I I'm willing to give Nightwing number two because I'm going to be talking about the best issue of the year. <laughs> just just remember that, sir. Oh, he's throwing you a bone there, sir. I'm not. I'm not blowing you after this is over. <laughs> no, but it, but I will have another spotlight okay. for Fantastic Four. So let's let's just get Nightwing now, because I do enjoy Nightwing. but you know I'm going to be talking. I don't book. think you're picking a Nightwing issue. I'm not exactly. So let's throw Dick Grayson a bone here and, and give him the number two okay. slot. Fantastic Four. Number we'll throw three. him a batarang. Wingman. Uh, number four, this is where it gets tight. We have three issues tied for number four with Batman slash Detective Comics, Angel and Faith, and Zombie, all tied with two points. I'm okay with throwing you a bone on this one because, like I said, Batman was actually my number two pick until I saw, like, oh, Angel and Faith, mm-hmm. which bumped it out because it was something different. It's fine by me. So I'm, yeah, so let's make, do you guys want to make Batman slash Detective number four? And then zombie number five. I I, I couldn't get into zombie. I can't believe. Uh, see, I don't I, know, like. I don't. Like I don't Fra- want to. I don't want to bump zombie. I don't like Fraser Irving's art. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
I thought the colorist also was on on it. That just I, yeah. made things feel right. I mean, yeah. Like the fuzziness of the beard and everything and the like weird I don't mind throwing you guys a bone because I'll be tired of spotlighting this book later on. Are you making fun of me? No. Are you giving me shit? Yeah, he's kind of giving me a shit if you Favorite like. issue. Zombie number one. Favorite cover. Zombie number four. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, Batman four and then... See, I only read the one issue of Angel of Faith. Yeah, I did too. Like, I... No, you gotta do what you wanna do. I, I, I don't like Fraser Irving. Let's throw, uh, <laughs> throw Captain America there. <laughs> Captain America number five? I, I do enjoy Captain America. We all read it. We all read if, Captin America. If John wasn't buying it, it'd be a book that I'd strongly consider picking up. I still pick it up, even though I don't live with you guys and don't get to borrow your issues as frequently as you guys do. So, I, I really do enjoy Captain America number five because it is—it's a book we all read and we all enjoy. Yep. And I mean, that's—I mean, everything right. on here is books that we all can say. Yeah, should be on the list. It is the bag and board cast yes. list, after all. And that was one of those books that I would definitely put on my list. Yeah, I like that. Alright, so we got Daredevil number one, Nightwing two, Fantastic Four number three, Detective Comics number four, and Captain America number five. I think that is a strong list. And That's a very were, strong list. If you were only picking up five comic books. Those, those five, yeah. Those five, I Boom. would not have a hard time telling anybody... I wouldn't look at that list and be like, dude, you gotta drop that book. Exactly. Like, those are five books I couldn't try to talk anyone out of buying. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, let's keep it on. Should we do covers and then best single issue, or best cover, or best single issue and then best cover? I'm okay with either or. They're think, all, it's all good. I think cover is less to talk about. Yeah. So let's go with cover next and then finish up with a meaty topic. Yes. Yes. And I already announced it's zombie cover number four. And do you have a picture of it? I Just have a, a picture of it right oh, there. Oh, that's the uh, skull. It's the, the the skull castle mm-hmm. flying, and I just think that's mm-hmm. that is uh, it, with nonetheless nope. being there. I, I'm sorry, I think it's an okay cover. Yeah, I really like it. I'm sorry. Uh, I picked out three really strong covers. And I was hoping that one of you two would also pick one of these three covers. Daredevil covers were on; they yeah. were up there too. But uh, I have to go with you know Batman Detective Comics number eight eighty. Uh, it's done by Jock, who's one of my favorite comic book artists, and it's just just this great like Joker like face, but it kind of dissolves into just little tiny bats, with the bat symbols being in Joker's eyes, and it's just creepy. And it just sets a really weird mood for it. And um, no, man, that is a, a really great cover. It's just you know, it's Joker, but it's also you know Batman, and it's just creepy as all hell. And it's like it just going through all my, the books that I bought this year. This one really stands out. And this is a year that DC did that whole we'll just have the hero and their emblem in the background. Yeah, which which boring. sucked. I thought that was a Worst. That was horrible yeah. because if it you just walk up the same. If you just walk up to the newsstand, like the shelves, like pick up your books. Okay, if you want to read Green Lantern Corps, you don't see Green Lantern Corps yeah. because it was Sinestro was on the cover and it had Sinestro's logo behind mm-hmm. it. And then one of the Green Lantern issues was the Red Lantern, you know, yeah. on it. It just didn't make any sense. It just didn't fit. Mm-hmm. I mean I 
understand they were trying to do something different. Like, it was line-wide. Like, every mm-hmm. DC comic book was like that. But, yeah, it was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Chris? I'm waiting for the uh, picture to load on my phone because I should have just brought it with me. I had it in hand, but then I left it. But um, I actually went with the Daredevil number one cover uh, because it's just an awesome, awesome cover. Um, All those dare- I see. I, I was looking at that one, but it's, I thought... It's this one right here. It's the one where you have Daredevil jumping yeah. over the city, and he's got like a baton over his eye. But then the background of the city, it's all made up of words. Instead of drawing a bird, it's uh-huh. just the word flat repeated uh, yeah. in the form of a bird. And it's just a gorgeous cover. Like, the layout of it's fantastic. The mm-hmm. idea behind it's great. Yeah. Like, See, is, I looked at that one and then went with number four instead. See, Paul, as soon as you said, like, favorite comic cover, like, that's the one that just jumped yeah. right into my head. Yeah, Dare, it was Daredevil and then the, the zombie stuff for me because I, I loved all yeah. those covers. You know what? I wouldn't be upset with saying Daredevil number one is the, the top. top I mean, it was pulled here. and I like I looked at them, but I just love that flying skull image. But yeah, the, the, any of the any of the Daredevils, I think those covers are, are top. I didn't think the one with uh, Daredevil standing there with the uh, laser beam laser sights on him was all that great. And I think that was, that one was like, okay. three or five. Yeah, um, it was okay. It wasn't great. Um, there's a, he's mostly known for doing his cover stuff. Um, artist Dave Johnson, he has a, a blog now where every week he kind of reviews the comic book covers that came uh-huh. out. Like he gives like his best picks and like the ones that he thinks, you know, are less than savory. Like there's something missing from it. Like something's off. This is what's wrong with it. This is how they could have kind of made it a little bit better. Uh-huh. And I've just been looking at a lot of covers now. Mm-hmm. And the Daredevil stuff is great because it's kind of one of those things where if you take away like all the yeah. print on it, like you don't have the title of the book, you look at it and you're like, this is fucking Daredevil. Like you don't need any words on it. Which again, yeah. kind of go back to like what DC did. Oh, yeah, I look at this. It's a Sinestro book. No, it's Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. You know, oh, this is Red Lanterns. No, this was you know three months before Red Lantern started coming out. Yeah. This was Green Lantern. Also, what's great about that Daredevil number one, it has the baton in front of his eyes, yeah. giving you that like subliminal message that he is blind. Yeah. And it plays out throughout the whole book where the artist kept doing that, like putting the line breaks on over Matt Murdock's or Daredevil's eyes. Paulo Rivera, he's yeah. a fantastic yeah. artist. Boom. Like, Boom. What more can we say? Chris, what Hi. was your best issue because we both we already announced our favorite issues basically um mine is actually a book that hasn't appeared on anyone's list for anything yet um actually with fables number 100 it was a 100 page special um it wasn't even comic book size it was like a slightly thicker binding mm-hmm. because it was just a bigger book and the thing i like about fables is when they do these special issues there's always something mm-hmm. different about it um, in this book, you actually had the uh, Frau Totenkinder, mm-hmm. who's basically the you know wicked witch from any story you've ever read, given form, going toe to toe with basically the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a knockdown, drag out fight between the two of them. They've always hinted at her power. They never show her actually doing stuff. This is you actually see her kind of yeah. kicking ass, and it was just a great story. And then also just kind of like the little stuff in back. There were some short stories. There was a prose story. There was a board game that you could cut out if you wanted to play it. <laughs> and 
Fables, it, it's a good book, but it does have some fun behind yeah. it. Um, there's also some other stories, like, in the back where celebrities wrote in their questions about Fables. Like, why is this like this? And then every one was only, like, one or two pages, and they were all done by different artists. Um, kind of just giving a little bit more backstory on Fables, like, oh, what happened to this character after they disappeared? And I love getting that kind of stuff in mm -hmm. the Fables. So that's why this is my uh, my favorite single issue. Sounds really cool. I'd like to take a look at it. I will pass it off to you because it's in my boxes. If I didn't hate Bill Willingham, I <laughs> it's okay. I just, you know what? I just don't enjoy him as a writer. I really don't. I, I've tried. I've tried Fables. I've tried his stuff. I've just tried House of Mysteries. I, I just can't get into his stuff. He has his work. Yeah. I, I mean, it takes. Everybody's got different tastes. Like his Robin sh was shit. Robin wasn't great. Yeah. It, no, it wasn't. Not just. But not it, had, great. it had the girl you liked in it, Darla. It did. The sorceress daughter. Uh, but he turned her into the sorceress's daughter instead of just the, you know, daughter of the mafia person. Yeah. Which was interesting, especially since he saved her life, you know, during... The one of your years. favorite issues of all time, I'd probably say. Well, one of my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, taught, it taught me CPR. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just can't get into Bill Willingham stuff. I really can't. No, like uh, I'm okay with that because yeah. you know besides we all have different tastes. Besides fables and like some, he I mean he does have some other good kind of mm -hmm. fantasy books. Fables is like it for me. Mm -hmm. Like if I could only read, had to read one book. Us having different comic book tastes is one of the reasons I hope people like our show because they can re, you know relate to one or all of us. Yeah. Because of it, John, you, you said zombie number one. Yeah. Any particular reason that one out of any of the other um, issues? You know, it's the one. It just it, it's one of those books that, like, when we had we got it, we were gonna read it. I kind of mm -hmm. just stumped through it and I kind of looked at it, and then like I I got to the end and I was like, I gotta read this. And what, after reading it, I was like, it just hooked me. It hooked me right away. Yeah, it hooked me from right when that guy pulled out his change and it talked to him, and I was like, this world is crazy. See, nothing against you. I, I don't remember anything about Zombie Number One. Like, I I, do. I I honestly didn't even remember that book came out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I do, and I do enjoy realizing how zany, but still kind of fit within the world. It didn't seem zany and out there, yeah. so it doesn't work. Yeah. It seemed like it still. And it know. seems like that. It seems like you you just want to go. Well, what else works in this book? Yeah. How does this work? Mm -hmm. And you know, you get little glimpses. And there's a one scene where the guy lifts his shirt up, and he has all those yeah. mouths on his chest. That was never explained. No, the, it was explained in the series. It well, was like the souls he absorbed. Yeah, or... yeah, and because it was on the show, mm -hmm. and they were coming out. Yeah, because they were getting better as and, they were. And he's just like, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, it's it's just it's got all those things, and and it, you know, Chris, you might it might have been one of those ones that you read real quick before we started a show because we've done that with so many books. Not because I, I mean, I read a couple of issues of that. Like, I don't remember if you passed them off or if Paul did. Huh. But yeah, it just uh, yeah, I, I understand. We all have different tastes. Do you have different tastes? If it was written by Bill Willingham, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, guys, honestly, was there a better issue? On Fantastic Four 588. Yeah. 
the the, <laughs> the issue, the aftermath of Johnny Storm. No, it, it, it's it's something that like, they brought every, on an independent artist to do that art. It just had those character moments, a completely silent issue, up until the last page, and then that short story between Franklin and Spider Man. That was good. That just worked so well within it. It ah, it, and it showed how every. Hulk. Thor <laughs> and the thing fighting, like that. the The thing is, like, the advertisements in it, the placement of the advertisements, pissed me off because the way that they should have done that story, like, don't interrupt the storytelling in this book. Any advertisement in it. Put them all to the end. I, I hate when like ads yeah. throw off story. And DC has done that in some of these issues, the recent issues where they've actually like put like. All the issues to get towards the end of the book, like to not break up the story. I think it's happened in some of the Batwoman issues because of the, all the two spreads, yeah. page spreads that uh, they put into it. Not to completely sidebar, but that's what I like about what a lot of the indie companies like Image or IDW does, where they will put the advertisements at the very end of the book. I mean, a lot of times it's mostly in-house stuff, so maybe mm-hmm. they're allowed to. But it doesn't break up the story then. It's not like you're in the middle of the action and you flip and it's like, oh, wow, here's a two-page ad for Rift. Yeah. And I use that one as an example because like it was in every single goddamn DC comic book that came out last year. Really? Not the Subway ads? No, the Subway ads were great because <laughs> you heard me talk about those. Um, I got excited when I saw those. <laughs> a better example would have been the... Um, was it Super 8 or was it another? Super 8 had a had like little mini comic book mm-hmm. in there. That that threw me off. The subway ones were so bad, they were awesome. But, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if they put everything at the end. Yeah. I mean, I know that's revenue for the comic book companies, but... And we don't know the contractual, contractual agreement. I just hate when it throws off the flow. Yeah. And, um, I mean, those that, it, those that issue was great. That it had just the Marvel... World suffering from mm-hmm. from that dealing with the death of of Johnny Storm yeah. because he is a beloved character. He's someone who's he been with he's been there through everything with these characters, and it is a big loss. And it was extremely well done, and to have that again, like that kind of silent issue with everyone yeah. there to be so well done it. with not a word spoken until the last page, just amazing. Yeah, and. To have everybody show up, like you said, in that funeral scene. It was my favorite issue. I, I don't think we need to rate them. Yeah, it, it's but, hard. But you, you can't rate single issues. You can't, yeah. And you can't rate what's, what one of us yeah. really loves and, and takes away from something. You know, because I, yeah. I really love Zombie. Chris mm-hmm. didn't, you know. Yeah. And you really no, love... Nobody else reads fables <laughs> here. So, yeah. <laughs> right up to the fourth grade. Hmm. I made it farther than that, but I like. I think I just blew myself out from sitting and reading them all, like all like I think seven books in a row, and then I was like, I gotta take a break, and then I just could never got around back to it. But Chris has thrown me issues here or there, and like, like when Geppetto comes to this world, and that one's a lot of fun. He's still walking around as if he's the ruler of everything. It's too noisy. That that was one of my favorite moments because Pinocchio's walking Geppetto around like New York City and Fable Town. He's like, "It's there's too much racket. Why can't everyone just listen to one radio station?" Because everyone has you know different music coming out of their windows. Hmm. 
it's very, it's very nice to get that kind of like dictator, like no, this is how it's supposed to be, kind of uh-huh. coming to the new world. Hmm. And speaking of dictator, can't wait till that movie comes out in 2012. I don't even know what movie that is. It's a new Sasha Baron Cohen movie. It looks like it's gonna be bad. Is it like the Devil's mm-hmm. Devil's Double? Oh no, I did see a preview for it. I just, that looks kind of funny. <laughs> They had it before Sherlock Holmes. I completely forget. Like, I didn't catch the title of it. Yeah. Yeah, I had to think about that. Whatever happened to the Shashan Baron Conan, like, comedy Sherlock Holmes that was supposedly was happening, where he was playing, like, Watson or something? I don't know. I didn't hear didn't about hear that. Anything. That was kind of rumored back before the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock yeah, I Holmes think those things like that just get rumored like crazy. Rumored like crazy and then disappear. But yeah. we look forward to them anyways. Man, there's so much stuff year. we're looking forward to. Yeah. So check us out next week where we'll be talking about all the things we're hoping will happen in 2012 <laughs> and the movies we're looking forward to, uh, the video games, the comic book series we're going to continue to pick up. I don't know what we're talking about, guys. We, hey, but we will talk about we're it. We're definitely going to be talking about it next week on the Bag and Boardcast. Email us. Okay. And we also have some art sent into us by the fans of their favorite moments of us from 2011. Really? Yes. Wow. I, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> I, I don't re- realize that that's what happened. Yeah, happened. We'll, we'll have to put that on our Facebook page where you can check us out over on Facebook. Like us board. on Facebook. And then, uh, you know, send us an email, shoot us an email, contact at beggingboardcast.com. And definitely rate and review us on the iTunes. It would be a great Christmas present for me. (laughs) (laughs) 